Happy New Year. It's the pod with no name. I'm back. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for coming back. It's been a while. I apologize. I'm not good at keeping up with this, but we're going to try it again. New Year, new me, all that horse shit. Anyway, it's uh, it's a Joker episode. God damn it. It's the Joker episode that I told you we were all going to do last year. (laughs) And as you can see, there's somebody else laughing. So that means the guest host is here, and we will talk to him about all things Joker, the movie, uh, the comics, all that good stuff. Thank you guys for being here. It's 2020. It's the pod with no name. We're back. All right, we are back. Welcome into the pod with no name. Like I said in the intro, this is the Joker episode, so I have brought in uh, a mercenary, if you will. For the for my Suicide Squad, and he is somebody I've known for over twenty years. He is going to be more toward the he he'll give you more from the comic book aspect of it too because he knows way more about that world than I do. I came into Batman and Joker through nineteen eighty nine Batman movie, and I've read very little of the comics. Like I know some of the history of it, but it's not never been my jam. So uh, he he knows much about that. He watches the movies too. He's into all that stuff. So. I wanted to get his perspective on it. I knew he'd dig it, and we talked about before Joker even came out, like, hey, once this movie comes out, we need to watch it, and we'll do an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was months ago, and we're finally doing it, so we'll get around to it. So, anyway, uh, his name is Michael Bolton. No, his name is Wes. Wes, say hi to everybody. Hey! See? He's real. That's not me. That's him. Uh (laughs) So, Wes, you, let's see, I'm 36, you're, how old are you? I'm, I'm fucking 40. For, fucking 40. Yeah. Okay, so he's four years older than me, but we're close you enough. You set that tempo. <laughs> he's not just 40, he's fucking 40. Yeah. Right into submission. And, uh, <laughs> but how long, when did you get into to Batman in general? I was a kid, I'm by no means an expert on comics either, but I do... Swing that! I'm a DC guy, ironically wearing a Marvel shirt today, which I just you realized, are. just realized that uh, I like both, but I'm, I'm I lean more towards DC. Now, just growing up as a kid, the, my first thing was Neil Adams and and uh, Adam West, and then when '89 happened, that pretty much like me and every other kid, then that just changed your life. Did you see? Well, let's see. So you're four years older than me. I was. You would have been what ten? When Batman came out? Is that right? 89? Something like that, I guess. So did you see the Adam West Batman before that? Yes. Okay, see, I didn't see it until after that. I didn't see Adam West Batman until like 92 so, on reruns or something. So when 89 came out, it blew my goddamn mind. Oh, it's way Because different. I was like, because when I was younger, I didn't know about the Dark Knight Returns. I didn't know about... Killing Joke had it. Yeah, I didn't know about... I didn't know about any of that. I just no. knew what my parents bought me. So like a lot of Neil Adams, a lot of... That era, that style of Batman, which he, Neil Adams is the reason why we have, it's not the 89 Batman, the reason why Batman is how he is today is because of Neil, Neil Adams Batman, because he's the one that took it from the corny Adam West version, which is fine, you know, it's, when you know it's a joke, it's way more funny. Yeah. It's way more entertaining, excuse me. But Neil Adams, they were about to cancel Batman. And if my facts are wrong, fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> um, they were about to, because I, I remember listening to him tell this story. They were about to cancel Batman, and then he did his take on it. The comic series they were going to cancel? Yes. Yes. Batman almost got canceled. And then 
Uh, and I can't remember the riders and all that shit or whatever, but Neil Adams pretty much was one of them that saved him and the, the way he's drawn everything. But then when 89 came out, it just changed. It changed the, 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 the social zeitgeist for the character. And then you're like, Oh crap, you can make a serious take on a superhero and make it awesome and all that. Do shit. you remember who was it? If I remember right, and I, there was somebody that was supposed to do the 89 film before Burton. Do you remember who it was? I know Bill Murray was supposed to be Batman. That's okay. So was it going to be campy like the It was going to be a joke. It was going to be a comic. Well, I just, listen, nobody thought Mr. Mom could be Batman, but I'm pretty sure Bill Murray was going to do a comedic take on it. Yeah. And it's Groundhog Day just watches his parents get shot every day. (laughs) (laughs) The pearls again. God damn it. The fucking pearls. Oh. That's dark as fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but no, that's how I was introduced to the character. And um, like when I was growing up, when I was little, like I loved like Spider-Man and, 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 and stuff like that. And Superman because of Christopher Reeve and all that. But then when the 89 movie came out, that just changed That changed everything. So he was your favorite from that point? Uh, yeah. He took over? From that, from that point, he just took over. And uh, he's the shit. There's a reason why... You put Batman on it and do a halfway decent job, it's going to print money. And it doesn't even have to have Batman in it. You can just have a damn little little Bruce Wayne version, but it's in the Batman universe. Put a $50 million budget behind it, it makes a billion goddamn dollars. And then you have the Joker. Yes. Which is why we're here. Yes. But you can't have Joker without Batman. And Joker, I don't remember. I'm looking right now over on my bar. I've got a big, like... Fathead sticker or some shit. It's the first issue of Batman in Detective Comics. I, Joker wasn't even in it that back then. It was like issues and weeks into it, maybe even months or a year or more before they introduced Joker. But he quickly became Batman's number one foil. And then we got to go back before we get to this Joker uh, in the Joker movie directed by Todd Phillips, who is played fucking fantastically by, uh, I believe it's pronounced Joe Queen. Is that right? Joe Queen Phoenix? We're going to go with that. Sure, now. Joe <laughs> That's for you, Jessica. We're going to call him Joe Queen. Jessica I used to work with calls him Joe Queen. But Joaquin Phoenix, who you know from Walk the Lion. Uh, also, he was the, the shitty guy in Gladiator, which is, I think, really where I Shows you how good him. he was. He really was. To play a heel that you wanted that fucker to die so bad. Yeah. He, he could do it. So he's got some experience and, and, with the Gladiator thing of being the big bad guy. Mm. But it was a weird kind of, when you first heard it, this is who we're going to get. What did you think? Oh, I was down. Yeah. I was down because he might be unhinged in real life. He is. Uh, He's an odd dude. So when they picked him to be the Joker and then they said that it's going to be a character piece, that was key because I was like, okay, well, it's not going to be a big over-the-top blockbuster. It's going to be just a character study on on this however they want to do this Joker character, and they pick Joaquin over. That's perfect. Yeah, I wasn't upset. I thought, because he's, he's good and stuff. I'm like, that's going to be interesting. If nothing else, it'll he's, be interesting. He's great. And I loved it. I thought he did a great job. So why, And he's up for a bazillion I, fucking awards. I don't think he's going, the thing is, is I, I don't think, this movie, I think, it, I think he left a piece of himself in that movie. Yeah, he's kind of said so. And he even at first he said he wouldn't do a sequel, and then he's he's, kind of turned on that and it's made so much damn money like how can you not do a sequel well just if anything his body took a hit oh god dude it's awful uh, by the way uh spoiler alert we're gonna have shit about the movie so if you haven't seen it 
Who I can't believe Spider Man died. It's just crazy. It's a crossover. We weren't gonna <laughs> we weren't gonna go with that one. And then to see Joker shoot old Yeller, I thought was a little much, but but then when he got in the charger and raced Vin Diesel, that was Oh, my God, that was great. That part was cool. I dug that. So, lots of spoilers from the Joker movie coming up. Uh, but looking back at a history of Joker, I will be able to do it from, from the cinematic more than the comic books. I know in the comics about, um, you'll have to tell me the name of the of the storyline or whatever, but where's the, is it, it's not the long Halloween. Where's the one where he cuts his face off? Dude, that's when I got out. That's when you got out. That's, that's when right. I got out. Really? Um, that that whole uh, well, I mean, there are two reasons I got out because the shit was getting expensive to buy comics weekly, and then when they did the new Fifty Two, oh, that was awful. And they said, okay, we're going to reboot everything except for Batman and Green Lantern because those are the only two making money right now. And I said, fuck you, I'm done, I'm out. But, but they rebooted Batman, New Fifty Two, where they made James Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, was Batman in a robot suit or whatever. When they, that pissed me off. I didn't like that uh, at all. Maybe a soft reboot, but like when New Fifty Two happened, they pretty much kept the canon story and everything. Okay. So, mm. And Green Lantern kind of, and I was like, no, either reboot all of it or or be done with it. But I don't know, whatever. But I loosely kept up, but I don't know the stories as far as Joker goes. That thing was based loosely based on Killing Joke, right? Was that the face cutting off thing? No, that was a long time ago. Oh. The, that's talking about the Arthur, the, oh this movie this movie the Arthur Fleck character oh that I don't know I was, I'm see I didn't pretty really... sure so what I'm saying is if I'm just bullshitting that's one thing but it, I'm pretty sure the Arthur Fleck came from that because um, I want to say the name was made up as an homage an Easter egg we talked about that we'll get into that too but Arthur Fleck did you know that the Easter egg that the rumor is with the name maybe I don't know what's his last name Fleck. What's his first name? Arthur. What's his first initial? A. What's his last name? A- A- <laughs> Affleck. Affleck, the Batman from the last Batman. No, it movie. wasn't. A, it wasn't Easter egg. Arthur Fleck was the, in, the, in the Killing Joke. He was a failed comedian. Okay. And he gets uh, recruited by some by some um, unsavory people to do a job for him. Job goes bad. Falls into Ace. Chem- I think he falls into Ace Chemicals. All that shit. But when he goes in, he goes in as the Red Hood. He's got the it's the bread. It's not even a hood. It's like a little Mister Freeze dome, whatever. Yeah. And then that's how it becomes the Joker. But in that one, the the famous line is he goes, "If people ask me for my origin, I like for it to be multiple choice." Oh, that's a good line. And then the um, at the end of it, you don't know if Batman killed the Joker, but then the script came out from is it Alan Moore. I think Alan Moore wrote it. The script came out, and it, it it it's pretty much says Batman didn't kill him. But the way that it ended, it went to black, and they're both laughing at the joke. That's and killing joke. Killing joke. Yeah. And the Batman and, and Joker are both laughing at it, and then Batman's just laughing. I watched that because they made an animated I movie. I fucking that, hated it. Was it last year? Year yes, before? Fuck so that movie. Really didn't like it. See, I don't know enough about it. To, I thought it was fine, All but right. I didn't know enough about it to, to compare it to the actual comic story. The the movie's fine, but when they added the sex scene. With, oh, that was yeah. That with was background Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> listen, I don't care if you find it in some random comic book somewhere where some writer did it. Bruce Wayne, the character, is not going to sleep with one of his proteges that he trained for his war on crime. He's just not going to fucking do it. And that I was like, no, I'm done. Fuck, fuck that shit. I was um, watching that with my kids. It was rated R, but I was like, I'd watched it before, and I was like, I think they can handle it. 
it's got language, you know. And then that scene came up, and I'm like, I'm still gonna let him watch it, but I did not expect this scene to be in it. Grown ass man, I'm well aware of that that pissed me off because that goes against the character 100. percent And they put it in there for shock value and to make it different. Uh, no, no, fuck that shit. All right, so but they've Killing Joke. I knew was one. Uh, so I've known the comics, but we'll go back. We'll start with. I think most people on the the broad spectrum of pop culture know more Batman from movies and TV shows. Yes. And it starts in 1966, Batman 66, Adam West, Burt Ward is Robin, uh, Frank Gorshwin, Gorshin was Riddler, Julie Newmar, Eartha Kitt, other Catwoman, there are three, Newmar, Kitt, and... Uh, Holly Berry. No, fuck you. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, Burgess Meredith was Penguin, uh, but you had to have a Joker. The and, great Burgess Meredith. Yes. From Rocky fame, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but the one that sticks out, and it's it's hard, we'll compare Jokers to later, but you can't really compare because they're all different, but the great Cesar Romero. And I loved that Joker. The clown prince of crime. I mean, that's that summed him up perfectly. He was just goofy, but always trying to, you know, figure out something to rule Gotham, and of course Batman would stop him, but I loved it. I loved that Cesar Romero, who was a... Um, he was a big actor back in the day, but he was yeah. like a romance guy, and he had a look, and he had a mustache, and he's like, I'm not shaving the mustache. So you see the paint over the mustache, which I fucking love. I love that he didn't compromise that, and I think to me that almost makes him even kookier. So he was the first Joker that we get to see on... TV and on the big screen, because people forget, like, that was a movie. They made a Batman 66 movie. Um, so we see him first, and then that's 66. You go 33 years later to 89, or 20. I can't do math. I'm sorry. I was told there would be no math. 23 years later, we get the return of a big screen Batman. And like you had said, Bill Murray originally tabbed for it. That's the rumor. Rumor, okay. But I think it's confirmed. And I, I don't know the director. Yeah. And that would have a lot to do with it. But apparently at some point they made the decision, we'll go Tim Burton. And Burton is going to make it kind of dark and emo-y because that's Tim Burton. Burtonized it. Which fits Gotham perfectly. It really perfect. does. I love that Gotham. That Gotham's just great. So Tim Burton cast, uh, uh, almost a, he cast Bruce Wayne. Of course he did. He cast uh, Michael Keaton to be Bruce Wayne slash Batman. That got a lot of shit because he would just come off of like Mr. Mom. He was a comedy guy. But that was kind of my that was my first Batman because I didn't see the '66 stuff until a few years later on reruns, and I loved that. But to me, Michael Keaton was my first Batman, so first Joker, Jack Nicholson. So, what did you think of the Jack Nicholson Joker? Well, one thing I was going to say right from the beginning when you're comparing Jokers, Joker is one of the few characters that, as long as you take it serious and do your take on it, and try your best. You can get away with murder because the Joker can be taken so many different ways and be done so many. Like, he's one of the few characters that, like with Batman, you can only do Batman a few different ways. That's it. The Joker, you can kind of play with that character. And so you can, because like, like in The Killing Joke, I want my origin to be multiple choice. The, DC, it's, his origin is unknown. Mm-hmm. Now, supposedly, when one of the cool things they did do in the comics fairly recently was um, when Batman gets uh, that chair. Ah, shit. Um, the ch- basically, the chair, I'm blanking on it right now, but the chair 
when you sit in it, you know everything. Godlike intellect. He asked it a question. He goes, what is the Joker's identity? And they came back with three different Jokers from three different eras. From the original, like the man who laughs type Joker, mm-hmm. to like uh, the Joker we all know, and then the modern Joker. And this is a chair that has the knowledge of God, basically. And decent. And they've said they're going to they're going to you know tell more about that. But um, the Jack Nicholson version, first off, I didn't know until years later when they did interviews with him. That he knew the character really well. Like, to the one thing he said about the detail of the Joker, I was like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's like, the hair in, in the comics isn't green. It's almost like green is the highlight. Like, back in the old days, it would be black with, like, the green streaks mm-hmm. for highlights. So he knew the character. Um, his take was phenomenal. Uh, so the thing, with, with, and the, the thing with him is, like, you don't try to be Jack Nicholson. But the other thing is Jack Nicholson was brilliant because he got points on that. On the, he figured out a way, I'll do it, but I want this, 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 and made a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah, he made, like, back end off the movie and oh, off the yeah. toys and stuff. He oh, had yeah. a deal to he get all smart. that. He's he, still making bank off that. He was smart on that one, but his Joker was, was, was brilliant. Well, his was, and I saw somebody post something, and I think I told you this the other night, but it was, it showed every Joker that's been in TV and film, mm-hmm. and it, it, it had like one word to describe them why they were different and like 66 Cesar Romero was clown prince of crime it was clowny and cut up mm-hmm. uh, Nicholson was mobster joker uh, then Ledger was chaos and I think Leto was like deranged and then you get Joaquin and he's the mentally unstable so what you that goes to what you were talking about with as long as you give your best performance and you do it you can go a bunch of different routes with that character. Where Batman, you can nuance it slightly here or there, have a tweak. But Joker, you can be completely different and still be in that same realm. And I think... It's hard for me to say this. I think they've all done good. That includes Leto. Which I'm not a fan of that Joker. Leto but, didn't get a fair shake either. But for that character, I think he did good with the way he was portraying it. Like, it was a different take. I'll give it that. If nothing else, I'll give it that. But we'll get we'll get to that when I'm jumping ahead. Uh, which, by the way, you mentioned something, and I've jumped ahead of it, too. The, the Man Who Laughs. Old black and white from 30s, maybe? 40s? I mean, it's old. It was... Yeah, it's very old. It's a silent movie. Yeah, it? silent yeah. movie. If you guys want to go Google that, uh, put that in your Google machine, as Conrad Thompson would say. Uh, the man who laughs, and that's where you're going to see the um, the the seed that was planted. Who created Joker? That was that a Bob Kane thing or Bill Finger? Or, Bob or? Kane, man, you can go down a rabbit hole on that one. Bob yeah. Kane might have not. Well, <laughs> like he would be the first one to to point out to everybody at the dinner table that he invented Batman, that he created Batman. But I no, Bill Finger. Yeah, who got, who rightly got some credit finally. and finally got yeah his name put in movies and his own star and all that, but. Was it one of those guys that was the Joker? I don't well, remember that. I don't have the internet pulled up. I'm not probably. a 100% historian on any of this shit, but I know he was supposed to just be a, a, a villain of the week. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be a long-term villain. He wasn't deal. Be a, was supposed to be a long-term villain. So I don't know exactly who come up with, with the Joker or anything like that, but I know that he was going to be a throwaway villain, and then he just kind of stuck. He was early, though. Who? Where does... Was it from 89 Batman? Where does Joe chill? Is that who was? Because eighty nine Batman that, was Jack Napier was Joker's name actually. Yeah, but Joe Chill is he the comic Joker or no? Joe Chill was just just a random crook. 
Was he linked to being the Joker no. at some point? Why am I getting that? No, he, he was just a guy. He was just a guy that held his parents up. Oh, okay. Well, that does kind of tie in once we get around to it. Then so that, that guy could have been. Could have been. Yeah, okay. So we're, we're we'll, okay. That's you where don't I'm, know. I'm mixing shit up. You don't know. Like, <laughs> dude, there's so much shit. I, did they fucking name that guy? They didn't, did they? I don't, okay, go. I'm yeah, they didn't head. name him in there, but there, I think that was the thing. It could have been him. Yeah. No, all they did was uh, uh, the Christian Bale Batman when he went. Well, to no, court. they did say it in 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 the Nolan. Yeah, Nolan that verse. was Joe Chill. Wasn't that it? was Joe Chill. Which oddly enough, you know what that actor played too? The guy that played Joe Chill, hmm. the Night King. What? The first version of the Night King was that guy. Huh. Pretty sure they changed the actor to I think the the guy at the end was a stuntman, but. I was like, and I looked at it, I was like, holy shit, that is him. I like my favorite version of Night King was when he became the Day Man, or the Night Man, and he fought the Day Man. He was a master of karate, though. Friendship for everyone. I, I, I love the Night King. I, I just thought that was a cool character. But when he found out that Joe Chill was... That's neat. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, that's why you're here. You have that trivia. So, all right, we talked about the man who laughs, went to Cesar Romero, who... I think Which was great. beautifully. And they, there's an old interview with him. I posted it uh, on my Facebook page way on back. And it was black and white. And he was in like a t-shirt and jeans, but he had his face made up because they were shooting. And it was some interviewer. And she's like, I'm here with the lovely and I've beautiful Cesar Romero. And he admits, he's like, I didn't know anything about the character. Because she said, why is your hair green? And he kind of brings a little bit up about it. But he was not somebody that was in on the, no. on the... He didn't know much about it. So he read a little bit, but his was... Pretty much, that's what he envisioned for it. He wasn't going off the comments. He's like, well, this is going to be my guy. So he did his. I loved it. Jack Nicholson's was my first Joker, so I loved it. And then that was 89. We have to wait until... For another Joker? Two th- yeah, 2008? 2008. Seven, eight, somewhere in 2008. there? 2008. And that was the Pretty second sure. of the Nolan movies. Yes. Because the first one was... They uh, hinted at it. Batman Begins, and that was uh, Scarecrow? Scarecrow... And Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul, that's right. And then second one was... Uh, Which is a very underrated movie. It's, it's great. Batman Begins... But it, it, that's another thing that nobody really talks about is like in the in the Batman, live-action Batman, that's the first time you got a true origin story for Batman. Because all that anybody ever did was, okay, his parents got shot, Crime Alley, Joe Chill killed him, or Jake Napier killed him. And then fast forward, and then fat, fast forward, and oh, I'm Batman now. I didn't think about that. That was the right. first time you really saw how he became Batman. Yeah, which I really, if you're a Batman fan, you went to go see Batman Begins. You loved that because yeah. he failed first, and then he's gradually becoming the character. He's not being Ray from you know immediately becoming <laughs> Batman at the age eight, you know. Okay, go ahead. But that, that, no, no. that's one thing that that a lot of people leave out is Batman Begins was very it's underrated. Yeah, it's it's great. Go back and watch all the Batman stuff, by the way. So you had that one, and then the second movie was uh, Dark Knight Rises. No, Dark that's Knight. the last one. Dark Knight was second one, and that's where we get what a lot of people jumped ahead of Nicholson as being the greatest Joker in Heath Ledger, and it was phenomenal. And he played it completely like we're talking about. It's different from the others, and this one was was chaos. He didn't care about money. He didn't care about fame. He just was chaos. You can't negotiate with a man that doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the great kind of you paraphrase what Alfred was talking about. Like some people aren't in it. They just want to watch the world burn. (laughs) The ruby the size of of a tangerine. tangerine. (laughs) 
Michael Caine accent. Very well. She had an orgasm the size of a tangerine. I was going for a grapefruit, but I got tired. So, Heath Ledger, who's a great actor, uh, I was a fan of. A lot of people like... And there was backlash on that. Yeah, there was. Because he kind of played pretty boy stuff and he, all He this. was a teen heartthrob. And I love... A Knight's Tale is one of my favorite movies. Never saw it. Oh my God. It's, it's one of the... Maybe the... Well, I still rate Blues Brothers the best movie with music throughout. But I would put A Knight's Tale right after that. And that's where he got on my radar the most of like, I like this guy. And so, I remember they announced it. And I was probably kind of like I am with Joaquin. I wasn't upset. I was like... Interesting. Yeah. All right. What? Because they'd already won me over with Batman. Like Christian Bale's Batman, I was cool with. So we're check there. So all right, Joker, we got a Joker. I was just happy to see it. What are we going to do? And then everybody, how's it going to live up to Jack Nicholson? And then he goes out and crushes it, and uh, it, it it's it's good. And that, like you said, you think this took some of Joaquin and this Joker, most recent one. That took a lot out of Heath Ledger. He he wrote about it in journals and he did interviews where he really got into that and kind of became that character. That method acting thing kicked I just, in. I just realized something too. And I'm, I'm fast forwarding, but in the movie, he has a joke journal, which mm. I mean is a journal that his social worker told him to keep a journal of his thoughts and all that. And he made a joke journal too, and he had things that he pasted in there and all that. Mm-hmm. Fucking Heath Ledger did a journal while he was. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that just now. That's Holy why you're shit. Here, dude. They need to, like, they seriously, I want... There could be some good documentaries on all this I want somebody to reprint that journal, and you have my money. There was a, I think Todd Phillips tweeted or or Instagrammed a picture of the journal, and it didn't show it in the movie. I'm talking about the Heath Ledger journal. Oh, the Heath, oh, yeah. I want that. Oh, yeah, they should. They could make a mint. Uh, But they they showed in Joaquin's journal, at one point, he had drawn or had cut out a picture of, like, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was in it. That's kind of funny. That's kind of cool. That's cool. But uh, so what? What did you think of the Ledger portrayal? Well, the first thing that, that years later that blew my mind is when the video came out of Tom Waits doing an interview in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. That's where the voice came from. Oh, really? You watch the video as soon as he opens his mouth, you're like, "Holy shit!" Because Waits has a gravelly kind of. I'm I'm more recent. When he's Waits, younger, younger, yeah, it's probably it, you. You hear hear Heath Ledger's Joker's voice in your head. That's the voice. So that's where you got the voice, but Ledger's Joker, it's like that's that's the thing is like everybody jumps the gun and and gets all pissed off when they when they cast anybody as anything, and you need to wait till it actually comes out. That's why I'm I'm down for Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I'm one hundred percent down for that because I was like that dude looks like a twenty some year old Bruce Wayne. To me, he does, and the director's solid. Um, but with Ledger. It, it's like the hop train behind it before you even saw it, but then you saw it and you're like, he's on, when he's on screen, that's the only thing you're paying attention to. Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing you're paying attention to is is Ledger. It, phenomenal. Like you can't say anything that hadn't already been said about it. Because then you go back and you look at Caesar Romero's Joker, white face paint, the red lipstick smile, green hair, but it's clean. Jack Nicholson. Very clean and defined lines. And do what? With the prosthetic. Well, with the prosthetic. The, the, the yeah, with the grin, the rictus grin. Which I thought that was great. It was. It was cool, but it was still, it was all very clean. And how they explained and tidy. it. They said he had plastic surgery. 
to get it done. From where he fell in the, the van? Well, to give himself a smile the whole time, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the way I took it, is he had the plastic surgery and give him a permanent smile. Because his, his skin already turned. We saw the glove come out. Yeah, yeah. Or the hand come out with the glove melted. So his skin was changed, his hair was changed, all that was changed. I always took it that the plastic surgeon gave him a permanent smile. But see, didn't the Joker gas or whatever and that everybody did everybody Listen, it was the 80s, man. There was a lot of cocaine going around. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. We're just going to go with it, man. We're just... But, we're just listen, whatever. But it's all very clean, was my point. Like, it's defined. Ledger comes out, and it's smeared up, like, black, just around the he eyes. He did it himself. Pulling down, the, the lipstick smeared. He's got the scars, uh, which, how did you get those scars? And he's got different stories, multiple choice thing. Yeah. He changes it up every time, so you're always guessing. And you, there's parts of it you hear, and you kind of feel bad for him. And then he does some shit, and you're like, nope, can't feel bad for this guy. And uh, he he killed it. He he passed away not long after the movie came out mm-hmm. because he won an Oscar uh, posthumously. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, and he deserved posthumously. it. Anybody's saying he only got it because he died? Fuck you, fuck I, you. He deserved it. I think that helped. It I did do think help. he. I think he deserved it. But I think even had he been alive, he it would have been hard to beat him that year for that. Take something else in that movie. That everybody forgets about when when there's a big stack of money, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm only burning my half. We forget the Chinese guy is on top of that pot. Is he? Yes. I didn't even know. When he sets it on fire, we all forget. I didn't even know that the guy that's great with calculation is on top of the fucking. So he gets burned alive during that scene. But Batman brought him in, did he not? He went to China and got him. Mm -hmm. When did Joker get him to get him? He got him out of the jail when he took the jail over. Oh, yeah. I I think I might be getting whatever. The Joker got him. Okay, I might get my might be getting my timeline messed up, but talking about Heath Ledger's version, what I liked about it too was that in a lot of scenes he put the makeup on himself. So you've seen a lot of scenes he has makeup on his hands mm-hmm. from where, which is cool. You should like. Yes. I mean that's that's it's a then, little thing, but it's and, cool. and like one of the goons I like they pointed out one of the goons he goes he wears makeup like war paint. Bob the goon. It, Do you remember Bob the? That goon? That was a fucking action figure, mm-hmm. and I wish I had it. <laughs> Bob the fucking goon action figure. What every kid wanted for Christmas. That's like all the kids when I was six could get Batman costumes. My parents couldn't afford it, so I was Bob the goon. Were you Bob the goon for? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if I was going to be, that would have been what I would have got. was like, well, you just be Bob the goon. But the thing with Ledger is like, you can. it's been talked to death. It's been, everybody's analyzed it and all that. So it's just, it's brilliant. And the fan theories are great too, like with him, with his character. But the Nolan movies is there's really no special feature. There's no deleted scenes or anything like that in Nolan movies, really. So, yeah, why don't they? They've got to have him somewhere. I think he's just that good of a director. Yeah, no, yeah. I think he knows exactly what he wants to film, and he films it. Like he's the one guy right now that he can kind of do that shit. Well, so we get him, and it's great. Rave reviews, everybody loves it, loves him, wins an Oscar. Anybody set a bar. Yeah, exactly. And it was going to be hard, and then, well, who's going to top it? So then we have another Dark Knight movie, the last of the Nolan trilogy, Dark Knight Rises. Where you get Bane from the darkness. And I love Bane. Bane's great. I like And Bane. the Joker was supposed to be the damn um, judge. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's why you're here. I don't know these things. I, that's, that, that's, like, that's a rumor and innuendo. <laughs> I don't deal in rumor innuendo, Wes. 
<laughs> I do. But the rumor the rumor was that the judge at the trial was supposed to be Ledger, but he oh. he couldn't make it. <laughs> so <laughs> they brought in. Uh, oh, he couldn't. He's he, a little tied up. Yeah, he couldn't make it. So they got the they got Scarecrow to do it, which he did fine. Yeah. Yeah, and so you had Bane. Who else was in that? Was that that was a Catwoman? Yeah, that was because um, that's where Batman had kind of been on the shelf. And she for a was while. a fucking great cat, dude. The idea and Hathaway was yeah. With the idea of how they did the cat ears was brilliant. That was very cool. Um, and she was great. She, I believe, her is Catwoman. Um, or they never call her Catwoman, but you know the Selena Kyle character, Cat Burglar. And then you know you had Talia Al Ghul that. If Did you, you see that twist coming? By fuck! The way? If you picked up a comic book, you saw. That see, twist I didn't. Coming. So I didn't know that the whole time I'm sitting there. Then it happened. Like, you were oh, waiting shit. for it to happen because I'm sitting here going, "You." Now, the fact that the story was twisted about how that he protected her and she's the one that climbed out. No, I didn't. But as far as when they introduced her, I was. If you if you know anything about the character, you're like, eh, that's yeah, t- that's Talia <laughs> See, and I'm, that's where I'm glad I didn't know comics because I didn't like that. That took me by surprise. Like, oh, what a bitch! Uh, so you get the three Nolan movies, and he's done. He's like, we did a trilogy, we're all done. And they had to twist wow. his arm to do the third movie. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want to do that, but he once he did, it, he's like, that's it, that's three. There's we really what are, what else can we do? And all three of them are solid. They are. There's not one that's like, well, that's bad. They're no. all great. No, I'll fight you on that. That's one of the. Oh, that'd be fun. Let's let's piss some people off. Is that the greatest trilogy in movies? <laughs> it's in the running. It is. You can kiss my ass, you Lord of the Rings faggot. But, but, but that's no. I mean, Lord of the Rings is fun. That's a joke. But Lord, three Lord, movies about walking. It really is, man. Like that's the thing. Is like I've seen all of them one time, and I enjoyed them. I didn't have to go back and rewatch them. Yeah, I did. But <laughs> I think, and then if you go back to the original Star Wars trilogy, love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Only one of them's a good movie. <gasps> love them. They're great, but if as far as a great movie, Empire is the only one that's a great movie. Send all your hate tweets to Wes, who does not have a Twitter account. No, I don't. I'm not so having for, a Twitter account. Feel either. free to send those to at not Wes's Twitter account. Yeah, somebody make a fake Twitter account or something. But uh, uh, no, I mean, you know what? Send them to me so I can tell Wes about them. Uh, I haven't plugged all my shit yet. I normally do it at the top. Uh, on Twitter, it's <laughs> at Rooftop Hero, all one word. Instagram at Rooftop underscore Hero. You guys have always been good about hitting me up with comments or hitting me up in my DMs. Uh, still waiting for good nudes from the ladies, not you, Paul Jacobs from West Falls, New York. You can stop. Uh, but the rest of you, feel free if you're hot and sexy to send nudes. Uh, so yeah, hit me up there. And if you don't like what Wes said, please send it to me so I can tell him because that'll be fun for me. Yeah, because I'm scared of hobbits. I just don't care. Listen, it's okay, Trilogy. Just, but... N- the Nolan versus like every one of them's good. Yeah, it's it's hard to top that. He doesn't so. make bad movies. So when did Dark Knight the last one, Dark Knight Rises? When did that come out? Two thousand twelve. Was it? I think so. Okay, so then so it was like four years later. We don't get another Batman movie until uh, Batman v Superman. That was before Justice League, wasn't it? Or no? Am I getting those backwards? Ted Nolan. Yeah, it was Batman v Superman. Me yeah. and you went and saw that opening night. And it, I, I, I'm sick of hearing the hate about that movie. I really am. Especially if you watch the director's cut. Man, if you're a Batman fan, 
That and then you want to send some hate mail to, to Josh. The <laughs> the best Batman on screen is Batman v Superman Affleck. By the way, I'm not going to argue that, and I've said that before too. I, Batflex, my guy. And they did him wrong in Justice League. I still enjoyed Justice League. I enjoyed, but Justice. then when you find out what Justice League was supposed to be, then you just start screaming into a pillow and putting holes in the drywall because the movie could have been epic. Release the Snyder cut, DC. We're tired of this shit. Yeah, make get. That's this is it's just silly at this point. So Batman v Superman comes out two thousand and I'll say Nolan into two thousand twelve. Fifteen? Fifteen? Sixteen? Fourteen? No, one sixteen. Had to be okay, so I so think I say fifteen. Fifteen. We'll go somewhere in there. You know what? Sue us if don't don't sue us. But you know, send us hate mail, whatever the hell. You can probably sue for that shit now, I don't know. Yeah, don't do that. So just uh, send hate mail to Josh. But Wes being a big Batman guy, we're like, hey, let's go watch Batman v Superman. And I, I thoroughly dug it. And me and you, I think, were the only two people that were like, Ben Affleck's going to be fucking great. And everybody's well, like, whatever. And then he came out, and that was the only thing that got like really good reviews about that movie, where everybody's like, this movie's awful. Well, Matt Affleck's really good as Batman. Well, that's one thing that when they cast him, I remember my wife, Cassie, was, uh, we were sitting in the living room. She goes, holy shit, they just cast Ben Affleck as Batman. And my first thing out of my mouth was, how's his chin? And then I looked at it, I was like, oh, he's going to nail this yeah, he's gonna go as long as he doesn't have a Boston accent when he does it. He's going to fucking nail this shit. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> he was, he was a and I I don't mean fat, but he was a no. beefier Batman. I believed he, he could was kick like your jacked ass. Up. Yeah, I believe he could beat the shit out of you. So you you get Batman v Superman, but no Joker. No, not there. And then we get around to uh, 2016. Did, did Suicide Squad come out before Justice League? Yes. Okay, so Suicide so, Squad will be our was, next Joker. That was 2016, wasn't it? 2017, maybe? Should have wrote this shit down. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're winging it, kids. Uh, so Suicide Squad comes out, and they cast Jared Leto, who drew some... Ugh. And even I on that one, and I'm somebody that's like, you know, let's give people a shot, because I still remember Michael Keaton... Boo, and oh, that's great. Heath Ledger, boo, and oh, he's great. So I was like, we'll see. And then they released the first pictures where he's white with the green hair slicked back, and he's got tattoos across his forehead and all over his body of ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, why the fuck would Joker have that shit tattooed on him? He's had tattoos. But it just, it didn't say, it Not seemed too level. on point, and it it made me go into the movie with a, a predisposed hate of like, this is going to suck. And... I, I give Leto a little credit because, like I said earlier, he it was different. He was psychotically deranged, and he seemed like the most he was a violent, he maybe was, of them, sadistic, maybe is what is a better word. To me, he was more of a gangster version of a Joker. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a modern gangster type. I'll give you that. But it seemed like he was more unhinged and sadistic, and like hurt and violence, and that's what he cared about. And, uh, you know, I guess for what it was, it was fine, but it just looked so atrocious with the grill, like he's little John, and the tattoo across the head, and I'm just like... Oh. Love the love the color of the hair, though. The neon green? I love that. I Stood thought that out. looked really cool. I thought the hair was on point, but I think they went a little too far with the face tattoos. Now on the comic book side, was there a Joker like that in the comics? There, there, he's like, what was it that... I think it was All-Star Batman and Robin that that Joker had a full back tattoo. Really? Okay. I think that was the one he had a full back tattoo, but he's had that not really on the face. But, okay, 
So the whole Suicide Squad thing, do you want to talk about what that movie was supposed to be? Sure. Okay. Uh, who was uh, the director? He was the guy that did um, Training Day. The director that did uh, Suicide Squad. Okay. From all that I gathered, the original idea for that movie was far superior to what they did. The original idea of the movie made more sense. Is that Amanda Waller creates a team to go after the Joker. Yes, that's what I thought it was okay. going to be. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense because that would be a ground level team. You have a guy that throws a goddamn boomerang. Yes. Okay. So... The 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 short the short idea of it was she puts a team together, sends them after the Joker, puts Harley on it. Uh, there was freaking footage filmed of of Harley Quinn and the Joker doing their confrontation. She wasn't Harley Quinn yet. She was doctor the, the, the doctor, um, psychiatrist, whatever. Um, of them talking, you can't see what they're saying, but somebody's got a cell phone footage of this. I saw it while they were filming the movie. And they're arguing back and forth, and he backhands the piss out of her, and she sells it like Mr. Perfect. It was just, <laughs> it was the greatest sell ever, man. And you mean he, White Bo Jackson? Yeah, White Bo Jackson, Kurt Henning, yes. <laughs> Trademarked by Josh White, because that's right, one of the most accurate things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Perfect was the White Bo Jackson. Um, but, so it, they put her on the team, and at the end she has to choose between Joker or her new friends. That makes way more sense. Yeah. But then Warner Brothers comes in and says, we got to have a freaking... That's too mean. You can't do that. An energy uh, pillar at some point, because all the endings of these movies have to have an energy pillar that goes into the uh, goes in the sky. You put Enchantress... Oh, hold on, hold on. Goddamn ice cream man's out here? It's the end of January. It's 40-something degrees in the ice cream Listen, there's always on. good time for... Uh, there's never a bad time for an ice cream sandwich. Do you need a minute? Do you want to go get it? I thought about it. <laughs> Sorry, I just I was like, what is that fucking noise? I thought about putting up ice deuce, cream man. 10 deuces and I'm going to go get me some ice cream, but I realize I have no cash on me. You know what? If they have a fucking Batman pop with the gumball eyes, go look on the side of this Holy truck. Holy shit. Do they have that? Oh, that's a that, that man has abducted kids fruit. No, that thing's uh, he's probably selling drugs out of it. Tasty treats and hot eats. Barbecue sandwiches, wings. Jesus, what the fuck? there's wings on that. Fucking hell! Oh shit, we may go take a break. No, <laughs> it's not an ice cream truck. It's a party truck. It could be a party truck. So by that point, it's a food truck, isn't it? Why call it an it's ice cream just truck? It's a food truck. Um, no, but that was the original idea. Then, then Warner Brothers comes in. You, you put Enchantress on the team. Why do you need a team? Well, they, then too, they had to try to make it all more poppy and fun because everybody's like, "Dark" or Batman v Superman was so dark and gloomy. And Marvel had already come along with all the Avengers and Guardians and like fun, bright, poppy stuff, which is cool. And I love it, those movies. You can like both. You can. But you don't have to be the same. It was cool that DC, to me, I thought it was cool that they went a darker tone. It's more serious. I wanted tone. to, listen, it wasn't a proper DC movie until you wanted to open a vein. That, that was a proper <laughs> DC movie. But yeah, Warner Brothers pretty much did what Warner Brothers do, did, and they get in the middle of the movie. They've just completely. Just they just they screwed that movie up, and Affleck and I think I told you this in that movie, he's barely in the movie, mm-hmm. but that version of Batman could be the best depiction of Batman in any movie, because he sums the few scenes he's in, it sums up what Batman is in those movies, very tight. But it, I might be wrong, but I'm just saying, like when you think of who Batman is, 
Suicide Squad version of Batman mm-hmm. sums it up great. And uh, and then and I told you that that movie spawned all the girls going, I want a relationship like the Joker and Harley. God. And uh, <laughs> should I say what I came up with? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> what I came up with, your knee-jerk reaction to that is pick up a goddamn comic book learn a little bit, and then you don't want a relationship like Harley and the Joker. This is severely abusive. But then I thought about it, and I grew up in North Alabama, and I know what girls around this area want. Yep. And if you gave the Joker a drug addiction and three illegitimate kids, he would have the hottest Tinder account in North Alabama. Yeah, you see him at Walmart in a towel right now. Like, he would be a god in a towel. Like I fucking god Natalia. Like he would go in gentlemen's club and walk out with seven strippers. Who was this guy on TV, by the way? Look, I, oh, I he could be a joker. Is I that Wilson? Know. Listen, I've looked up there a couple times. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this was, but anyway, and so that was Suicide Squad. And the reason why I said you didn't get a Jared Leto didn't get a fair shake because they cut out thirty minutes of him. Well, that's what they say. He wasn't in it a ton. He's kind of pops in at the beginning, and then there's all the Suicide Squad. Then. Squad stuff, and then he kind of pops up at the end again. And they painfully reshot the ending when he's in a SWAT team outfit. Yeah. And I was, get the fuck out of here with that shit. I still enjoyed the movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's cool to see those characters. It's cool to see that, like Kevin Smith always talks about, like even the shit that is not your favorite, it's amazing we live in a world that it gets made. That they get a shot at. But Will Smith, Dead Shot was awesome. Yes. Captain Boomerang's my favorite in that. He should have been the protagonist. Like, um, what culture did that? White Culture said if they were to rewrite Suicide Squad, they would put Captain Boomerang. It's an old, old clip, but um, they would put Captain Boomerang as the main character. Um, but she nails it as Harley. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we didn't... It, uh, is it Viola Davis that did yes. Amanda Waller? She nails yeah. Amanda Waller. That's great character. She nails that shit. Because, like, that is a cold... Who you get introduced to her at the end of Batman v Superman, if you sit through the credits, it's where you see Bruce Wayne meeting up with Amanda Waller. That's in Suicide Squad. Was it Suicide Oh, because it leads to Justice League. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. Thank you, Wes. But that was great. It because, was great. Because she gives a wink and a nod that I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what I'm saying. God damn it. It's like he's in the movie for, like, five minutes. And they nail it. Yeah, they, so, they used him wisely. And so, to see that little bit of interaction of him on the top of the car... When Joker and Harley are in it, which is that was cool. Yeah, even, I mean, even like, not my favorite Joker. That's a cool moment to see. Oh, like, and, and then you see the relationship because he bails on Harley. Yeah, and and Batman still is going to save her life. He's not going to let her die. He will part. punch you in the face. That's my favorite part. He punched Harley Quinn in the face to knock her out. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he takes out Deadshot, is like that's Batman. It's smart. He thought about when to do it. When's the best time? Every like you're right. That was the best usage and and. This is how Bruce Wayne, and he handcuffed him. World's greatest detective, what would be like? That's 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 a great Batman. Mm-hmm. So you get Jared Leto, and everybody groans. Sorry, we went on a tangent there. No, it's fine. It's fine. There's no rules. I don't give a shit. Uh, well, old Terry Bradshaw on TV. That's not Terry Bradshaw, and that Terry Bradshaw's old, so I don't know why that would matter. I'm sorry. I, don't, I have the attention span of a squirrel. TV should not you be. Able. Pull out my keys. Oh God! Keys. Don't show me shiny things. I'm part Indian. Uh, so. Oh, is that bad? I don't guess I can see. Well, they can't hear it. 23 and me. <laughs> Send those hate tweets to at not Wes's email account or Twitter account. Uh, so. Fuck Lord of the Rings, man. We, Seriously. Fuck Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so we get Suicide Squad and then we get Justice League. 
And uh, that's a whole podcast in itself. Oh, that's a great one. And that's yeah, release Snyder Cut of Justice League. That might happen. I hope they do. No, I'm saying that might be a podcast. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll do more stuff like this. I don't care. Because uh, I like so far, this has been better to me having somebody to bounce shit off of than when it's just me. And that's what I knew was going to be the case. So I'm glad you're here. The for this. story of how Justice League was made is more interesting than the movie that we got. And I still enjoyed the movie. Uh, yeah, I dug the movie. I was cool with it. Uh, Momoa, I, I'm fine with him being Aquaman. That's perfect. Yep. That, I would have never badass. thought that. In a million years, I would have never thought it. And I was like, holy shit, that makes perfect. Gail Godot, Godot, whatever you say it. It's a national. It's wonderful. She Wonder might not. She might be immortal. I'm not convinced. Like, I'm not convinced that Henry Cavill is not Kryptonian. And I'm not convinced that uh, Gal Godot is not a real Amazon. Henry Cavill's great. Like, all these, they cast all these people great. They need to bring him back. Uh, by the way, did you ever see The Man from Uncle? Henry Cavill? I never did see it. Dude, you'd love it. I'm telling you. you I, would need, to love watch, that I movie. need to watch Fallout before I watch that. Oh, Man from Uncle's great with Henry Cavill. Uh, he needs to be James Bond. He could be. He could be. So we get. Justice League, which is, of course, no Joker. Uh, no. But we get news around that time. There's going to be a Joker movie. 48 minutes and we're talking about the Joker movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting to it, man. we got to get to the backstory. So, And at first, there was going to be a Jared Leto standalone Joker movie. There was going to be two movies. And then everybody shit on Jared Leto so bad, DC's like, we can't, Warner Brothers, we can't. We can't put in a movie by itself. Did you not see what happened with this? Because, by the way, Avengers is still popping out hit after hit. And we got to compete. We got to be fun and poppy and make people happy. So we have to get a recast. And I think that was a wise decision. No, no, there wasn't going to be a recast. There was going to be two Joker movies. Oh, yeah, there, yeah, two. I see what you're saying. Yeah, there was going to be the Leto and the Joaquin. And they did not want the Joaquin one to get made. No, it was it wasn't. Comic booky and poppy and goofy enough. For <laughs> if you can hear that, the ice cream truck got busted just now. <laughs> Does sound like it. <laughs> yeah, we. By the way, I live in Rainbow City, Alabama, which is one of the safest, whitest places in the world. Uh, it one bad thing happens here about seven years. Every seven years, like I think it's been about. You seven say eight that, years. and there was a freaking uh, chase coming down here. Are you serious? There was two cop cars hot on somebody's ass going down. <laughs> well, that's it, dude. That's been about seven years because the last one was actually right out here. Somebody had a shotgun or something and shot out somebody's window, like just driving by yeah. randomly. And then before that was the thing in Rainbow City, uh, Riddle's Bend, where the cops got to a shootout with somebody. And it's like yeah. once every seven, eight years, something bad happens. Other than that, this is like the yeah, safest fucking That, that one was one of those, don't go on your front porch waving a revolver and get... And think that the cops aren't going to shoot you. Is that a bad idea? Turns out it's a bad idea. Well, I'll be down. <laughs> Son uh, of a bitch. Who would have thought? Let me cancel my tomorrow plans. Uh, but yeah, that, that did Because so, I, I was looking at my rearview mirror going, he ain't stopping. <laughs> so like, if they're, we don't need a superhero here. The cops here primarily get put on like school duty to wave people through the, the stop or whatever. What superhero would, would is, what superhero is the hero that Atala needs? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, but he needs to fight whatever's out in that Walmart parking lot. Because Jesus Christ. Okay. Back to, back to Joker. Okay, sorry, tangents. It got real, real, uh, That's all inside, inside joke there for Which, a fortunately, I know a lot of you are people that live here, so some of you will get that shit, and you'll laugh. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> That's, God, I shouldn't have said that. People that are listening to this don't know my fandom for that. I'm not an Alabama fan. War Eagle all the way. That Roll Tide is not for them 
as much as it's just a that's great or hot girl thing. It's a different podcast. Conrad Thompson. We're wrestling fans too. We may do a wrestling show at some point. Uh, so anyway, with the Joker movie, we, we finally hear Joaquin, and that's I think every, I don't remember there being shit on it as much as everybody was just like, huh, interested. Yeah, well, this ought to be neat because he did such an incredible job in Walk the Line, and Johnny Cash is not somebody that you can just pull off like the average guy can just walk up and be Johnny Cash. Well, he's like Christian Bale. He was he's great. good in everything. He is, yeah. And him and and ironically, him and Heath Ledger were really good friends. Like they got along. They were that. they were pals. They were buddies. Um, and he even said, I think there was an award show. It wasn't the Golden Globes? It was recent Screen Actors Guild Awards a couple weeks ago. Which Joaquin, by the time we've recorded this, he's already won Golden Globe for Best Actor in Joker. He just won the SAG Award for Best Actor in Joker. Uh, he's up for it in the Oscars, which he will probably win that too. Because you're giving him something, which he deserves it, by the way. I'm not saying he doesn't. But because Todd Phillips will not win Best Director for it, they're they're giving it other stuff. So uh, he got all that. He thanked in his speech. He thanked everybody, which he was up against Christian Bale. How cool is that for a movie? Like, Best Actor. I need to watch that movie. Too. And he, he's like, Christian, you're so good. It's so funny because he's like, dude, you're, you're so good. He beat Batman. I just, he did. The Joker beat, beat Batman. Batman. For an award. It's an award. And he's like, you're so good. I we just, live in a simulation. I just, he said, I just wish you could suck it once. Just suck one time. And he's thanking everybody. He goes, but I wouldn't be here without standing on the shoulders of my good friend Heath Ledger. And uh, that was cool to see him acknowledge that and, and know that that's where that character really got its notoriety and, and all that. So uh, Joaquin is, is racking up, and then you see the first picture and kind of teaser come out, and it's the... Damn, what's the name of that song? It's not that everybody plays the fool. It's, uh, I started a joke that started the whole world crying. And it's him, it's Joaquin's face with this long hair. He's kind of disheveled. And it's like a subway train going by. And as the windows pass, you see little flashes of the, the clown paint on his face, which is different from any Joker that we've seen on screen, yeah. except it, it leans toward... Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker in the opening scenes the where he's wearing robber. the bank robber mask, but Which really that's more a so. callback to '66 too. Exactly. There was a I forgot the name of the episode, but no. Cesar Romero has his face painted up like that mask, and that was all that. So it, this kind of leans toward that, which is a really cool acknowledgement and nod to the past, and it's a different take on Joker. Which I'm like, well, that's I didn't get mad at it either, but I'm like, it's so different. We had all up until that point, messy or not. Right, red lipstick, white face, green hair, a little black around the eyes. This is blue and red and very clown-like. Because in the movie, that's what Arthur Fleck does. He is a clown for hire, so to speak. So we're going to take a quick break here. Come back, finish this up as we actually finally 54 minutes into this son of a bitch. Get to the movie we're here to talk about. Joker. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this ad from, I don't know, Blue Chew or some shit. By the way, Pepsi, if you're listening, I will still take that sponsorship. I'm drinking one right now. Send me free Pepsi. I've got at least dozens upon dozens of listeners that will will go buy your shit. I'm sure you'll have a great commercial tomorrow for the Super Bowl. So we'll be right back on the pod with no name. Okay, we are back. Uh, to finish up this episode, the Joker review. If you've stuck around so far, you've heard us talk about everything else, Joker and Atala Walmart and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and we're finally to the movie we're here to talk about, Joker. Uh, written and directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix. 
And this is a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed because it's so different. And I've, I've tried to tell people that have asked me if they should go watch it. Is it good? Blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, it's great, but don't go into it thinking, oh, this is a Batman movie or a comic book movie because it's not to me at all. It's, it's completely different. There's uh, elements of it because it's in Gotham. Uh, Thomas Wayne is a big, he's not in a ton, but he's a, a central character in it and you see him. So Bruce's dad's in it. His mom's in it. You see Bruce Wayne at one point and he's, how old would you say he is in this movie? Like eight, nine? Ten? Maybe. Yeah. Somewhere around. Yeah. There. So, you know, young, young Bruce Wayne, not, not yet a bat. Uh, Alfred, who's kind of a dick in it. Uh, but not really. No, he's not. For his job, he's not. No, you're right. He's not. He's not. He's doing his job right. Uh, but compared to, I think, what we've seen and what we're used to, it seems like In that situation, dead. he did everything yeah, he did. like he, he was right. supposed to do it. Uh, so it's got all the elements that you see, and you go, okay, so you're in that world, but it's not Batman. There, there's not over-the-top, uh, it's not Tim Burton-y Gotham at all. It's not, it's, it's, they never say when it is, but it seems it's, what, 80s, mid, yeah, early... I think, I think they don't say it in the movie, but I think it is the 80s. Based on the cars that you see. Based on the what they're watching on fucking TV. Who well, knows? Because they're watching the goddamn Chaplin movie in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we'll say 80s by the cars and all that. Yeah. So it looks like 80s, which if you're going kind of looking at the timeline of things, wouldn't that kind of work out for Batman? To, no. No, would it not? No, because Joaquin would have been in his 60s. Well, yeah. The, the sure, Joker would have been different. But I'm talking about for the Bruce part, though. Would that work out? Early yeah, I mean, 80s about anything that. can work out. Yeah. There's no set timeline. So so it's it's gritty. I mean like it's like the it's even the 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 movie it's just dirty. It's dirty. Yeah, that's I mean it does. It looks not bad quality and like oh you don't want to see it. Like it just looks like old needs film kind of. It just needs a bath. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's Gotham and Gotham is in a shit place. It's uh it's not great. Economy's way down. Stores are going out of business. Um, crime yeah. is is on the rise. Poor people are upset. They don't feel like they're being represented and taken care of. There's a divide. Yes, clear divide that's only getting worse. And that's where we start. Is Arthur Fleck? Uh, again, if you don't know, I don't know how you don't know yet. That's Joaquin Phoenix's character. Arthur Fleck is a clown. Literally, that's his job. There's a there's a company that you dress up as clowns, you go out, you go to schools, hospitals, you go out to going out of business sales and spin the sign, and that's what he's doing in this movie. He's just a guy who's down on his luck, trying to help get by because he's, how old would you say he was in this? He's at least 40, 40-something. 40 yeah. At least. Around that age, and he's he's lives at home alone with his mother. I mean, he lived a rough life, so that could age you? Yeah, it could. But, it's, yeah, I'd say late 30s, early 40s, somewhere in there. And he's taking care of his mom, who has issues. You can tell she's dementia, maybe losing it or something, or just. Well, later on, we find out it's not dementia. Well, she's just, yeah, she's just nuts. But at first, you're you're kind you're of you're assuming oh. that she's yeah yeah like you know she's a sweet old lady. He's just a good kid trying to take care of his mom in a world that's going to shit, and he's doing the best he can. And right off the bat, goddamn teenagers. Still a sign, and off he goes chasing them. Which, by the way, I bet that was hard to run in those clown shoes. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. So he's chasing them, and then these teenagers just whack them and then kick the shit out of them. Okay, that was one thing that I noticed the second time. Watching the theaters, and I watched it last night. That, him getting beat up by the teenagers, 
was speaks volumes on that character in his life. Because when you watch it, he doesn't fight back. Hmm. He immediately protects his vitals. He grabs his groin, grabs the back of his neck, almost like you would if a bear attacked you. And he just takes his beating until they leave him alone. Which means that's not the first time that's happened. Yeah, the others, there's that, a this history. Is hap- this has happened to him his entire life. And you see it in that one scene fairly early in the movie because he immediately covers up. Yeah. He doesn't cover his face. He's been there before. But it's you don't know at the time if it's the same thing or something else in his life. But you can tell he's been through something like this that, multiple times. I didn't notice it the first time. The second time I was like, holy shit, this guy's been beat up his whole damn life. That's a good, that's a good pickup. So he he's taken that. And then, too, you, you kind of get to see that I don't know that he's necessarily mentally unstable or or even like I think it's he's not quite developed and I can't tell if it's because of something neurological or if it's because he was coddled by his it's just his mom and him for most of his life other than what we find out later but he it's like he's still childlike to a degree on on how he thinks and acts and behaves did you get that okay um I even wrote that down is he's childlike to the point of being creepy um, I think he's a perfect storm of mental instability. It's like his mother coddled him to the point of him thinking that he's funny or that, it, you know, the way she brought him up thinking. On top of that, a history of mental illness in the family. Mm-hmm. Now, on top of that, he had a brain, he had a head trauma yeah. as a kid. So I think he's just, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's the perfect, if you're going to be the Joker, you need to be the perfect kind of crazy. Yeah, that's a that, that's a perfect storm. Was a good way to describe it. Did they say something at some point in the movie, or are we just assuming? Because at one point you see his shirt off, and his body is like deformed. Uh, it just it looks very malnourished, and the spine you see. So, did they say something about scoliosis at one point? No, no. That's just that's just Joaquin Phoenix not eating his sandwiches. He's just he's just tiny. Damn it, Joaquin, eat a sandwich. Jesus, get some carbs. So he's he's struggling. He's not eating well, but that that's not necessarily anything mental as much as they just don't have the money to eat well. Probably, isn't a lifetime of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you see him talking to his social worker, and the one thing that kept going around, I, I, I wanted to see it just to see if it was true. <clears throat> Unless I miss something, every clock in that damn movie is set at eleven eleven. I haven't noticed that. I have to go back and check it out. So the, the one that gets, gets pointed out a lot is you see him talking to a social worker. If you see the clock, they make sure you see the clock says eleven eleven, And she's talking about him being in an asylum. Yeah. And he goes, I was happier there. And then it cuts back to him banging his head. And there's a literal clock. There's, all you can see is him, the door, and the clock. The clock says eleven eleven. So the idea of what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. Why would that say the same time as when he's talking to the, the, the caseworker, social worker? Has that got anything to do in, that you can think of in Batman lore or Joker lore of I can't being a significant time? Because it's in what I know of, eleven eleven is like make a wish, like it's some. There's probably a meeting behind it, but they oh, make I'm it sure is, th- yeah. that scene. They make it very. They want you to see that. I remember seeing a clock. Now that you say it, but like I didn't pay attention but to every, the time. There's or, a digital clock that says eleven eleven in it. Hmm. it, it I don't know, but I think it's just him saying what's real and what's not. 
So Wes mentioned that he's talking to his social worker. You can tell this is who he sees as somebody that is, she's clearly, a, she's a doctor. She's able to write scripts. No, she's not because he says, she, uh, because oh, he, if he, he says, can get it increased. Yeah. He says, can you talk to the doctors and get my medication increased? She's a social worker. Yeah. So what is she, why is, why is he saying just a social worker? Because it's free. For him, and that's his link to the doctor. To, yes, it's to, a it's a gotcha, it's okay. a program for people that you can't get a psychiatrist, and you can't see a doctor to get your medication. And stuff she like seems that. like she's got some kind of psychology. She might the way she's talking and asking questions and all that because she's she wants the journal that you brought up earlier. I told you to keep a journal. And then she asked him too when he said he was happier at the hospital, and she goes, "Do you remember why you were there?" And he doesn't say. He doesn't say because he doesn't know. No, I don't think he knows. Um, I never got that, that he, he fully understood why he was but there. talking about early in the movie, that's one thing, I mean, it's been talked about to death, but it's true. The idea they came up with for where his laugh comes from. Oh, yeah, I told you, that's my favorite thing. My absolute favorite it thing It took him the that long to figure out that that being an origin for his laugh, it being not even his fake laugh, which is fucking great, but the fact that he literally can't stop it. Yes. I, people, if you don't know that, that's a legit medical condition. There's a commercial for the medication. I wish I knew what it was called. I work at a pharmacy, and we actually I saw this come through. I work for a work comp pharmacy. In the, co- in the, in the commercial, are people like having fun at the beach? It says <laughs> 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 uh, side effects might include, you know, uh, super villainy. It should. <laughs> But this, like I saw this commercial came out a year or two ago. I think Danny Glover's like in the commercial talking about it. And I remember seeing the commercial and it's like people that can't control their laughter. And I'm like, is that a thing? And it is. And I remember talking at work about it. And we're like, yeah. And then people, which is weird. You wouldn't think that would be something that's covered by work comp. And typically it's not. But there are some cases where, yeah, because an injury could happen on the job that messes with your, your, your brain and shakes some stuff yeah. up to where it causes it. So it was an interesting thing that I knew about going into it. And then all of a sudden you see him. He's on a the bus mm-hmm. and there's a little boy or girl looking boy. at him and, he's, sure boy. and he just wants to make people laugh. Like Arthur Fleck, he mentions it to the social worker. He's like, I thought I told you I'm starting a career in stand up comedy. So he's in his journal. He's wrote like you talked about earlier. He's got joke ideas in it, which are kind of dark, but you know, whatever. Still it's, it's, he's working on material and then he's just trying to make people laugh. He's a clown. That's his job. So he's making faces and the kid chuckles. And then this bitch woman, mother of his, Turns around and she's like, quit messing with my son. And I'm like, oh, shut the hell up, lady. That woman pissed me off at that point. Yeah. Arthur's just trying to make this kid laugh and it was working, but she got mad. Then he starts laughing, which if you don't know what's going on, it's creepy as shit. Like, I would be terrified. And he, she goes, oh, you think it's funny? And he pulls out a card, which these cards were given to people. And that first started becoming a thing that says, I'm sorry for laughing. I have a condition. And it may have been more simplified there. And it says, please give me the card back. Yeah, please give me the card please back. Please return the card. So it's a legit thing. And to me, that was one of the the cleverest, smartest things I've ever seen in a superhero movie. But like a, a, a villain origin and, and why they're like they are on some things. And the laugh. I'm like, what a way to explain the laugh. I, it's my favorite thing. It's so and it, little, but it, it was so perfect for this. And it works for him, too, because it's another... On top of everything that the deck stacked against him in life, that's another thing yeah. that just pushes him further back from. Uh, but as far as the journal goes, it's it is very much like the Joker is that he doesn't 
what he finds funny. Like, the comic book Joker finds murder funny. Yes. And in this one, like, when he's at the comedy club, and he's just laughing at the wrong part. Yeah. But then he's trying to laugh when everybody else is like, his fake laugh is so good. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, he's so detached from normal society, how normal people interact. He doesn't understand how people interact. You can tell he's uncomfortable in it, but he doesn't want to be uncomfortable in it. Like, he wants to fit in. He wants to yeah. go with the flow, but he's struggling so hard with it. And that's why he's never happy. That's one, And then when he leaves the caseworker, that's one thing. And that, this is obvious, but it didn't hit me until I watched the second time. He's walking home, and he's defeated, and he feels like crap. I mean, he's been beat up. He's been to a social worker. They won't increase his medication. He's literally walking home with his head down and going up those stairs, just defeated. Mm-hmm. The next time you see him come down the stairs, he's a different person. Yeah. Was that well, the trip to the social worker? Because, by the way, everybody, I saw this movie, I don't know, a month or so ago. You saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Was it right when it came out? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you rewatched it when? Last night. Last night. Okay, so I was going to do the same thing. I figured I'd either rewatch it last night so I could freshen up or get up this morning and watch it. And I had trouble going to sleep. So I was up till 4. I told Wes, I came in here, I'm going to watch it now. I made some breakfast. Watched about an hour, and finally that's when everything kicked in. I fell asleep and woke up in the credit. So I'm not as fresh on it as I hopefully or should have been. Uh, but on that first scene where he's at the the social workers, is that the time she tells him that we, we're not going to mm. see each other again? Or, that's the next time. Okay, that's what I was thinking. So he's, he's defeated uh, in life. He's head down, all this stuff. But he's... He's still determined to make the best of it, and we kind of see his first little bit of living in a fantasy world of when he goes home and you meet his mother, who's a very elderly lady. Clearly, she's his only caretaker, and she... Uh, he's her ter- caretaker. Oh, I'm sorry, that's what I meant, yeah. He's her caretaker, and she knows Gotham's bad, and she's writing letters, and he's like, why are you writing these letters? Because she's writing to Thomas Wayne, because she used to work for Thomas Wayne, and he's a good man, He's the only one that can save this city. So she's apparently been writing letter upon letter to Thomas Wayne. Very good handwriting. Yeah, it was. And he goes, Mom, he's he's busy, and he's not going to see this. And she goes, no, you're like family when you were there. He'll see it. So that's where you kind of get, here's where that starts. But then, oh, TV comes on, and that's that's their time. That's the, their jam, and it's the... The Murray Show. The Murray Show. Mark Murray's summer show. Yeah, which essentially is Johnny Carson Tonight Show. Same curtains, all that stuff. Yeah. Late night talk show based out of Gotham and you see him sit on the bed to watch it. And then it goes to a scene where he's imagining being in the crowd and says, love you, Murray. And Murray goes, love you too. And then shines a light on him. And Murray played by uh, Robert De Niro. I always want to say Al Pacino, Robert De Niro and brings him down. And he goes, yeah. And they have this interaction and that's where you see Murray or not Murray. uh, Arthur. Arthur Fleck is looking for that male role model, that dad figure. Mm-hmm. And because he even says, I think, like, I wish I had a kid like you or something. No, like he that. says, all the lights, all the audience, all the fame, all that, I'll give it all away in a second for a son like you. There you go. And so right there you see, okay, this guy's going in and out of reality. He's imagining stuff. You see what he's wanting. He wants that, that father figure that he clearly hasn't had either at all at this point, you don't know, at all, or if he has, it's been a really shitty It's one. Yeah. Is that you can tell that's what he's wanting. Because, I mean, it's clearly like, even when you're watching, you're like, okay, this didn't happen. But it's clearly a fantasy that he has that he's not, like, he wants that, that acceptance from, like, a father figure or 
something like that. Do you think it's the the father figure thing is one thing, but do you think also there's a he he wants attention because he's wanting to be a stand up comic, and this would be a good place to be on the show, which we'll get kind of yeah, gets to I mean, later. He, he, yeah. So is there a bit of hey, look at me? Involved? Well, no, but no, no. He very clearly, as the movie goes on, he's talking about how you never noticed me. He goes, "I didn't know if I've truly existed," mm-hmm. and he goes, "But now people are starting to notice." So yeah, he wants attention. Yeah, so that's kind of part of that wanting to. He wants to fit in, so he wants to be noticed, but he so awkward he doesn't have the social skills to do it correctly. And one thing about the Murray Show is that we can talk about as the as we break the movie down. You can break. We can talk about as it comes up, but one thing is that um, the director clearly he said, "I do not want Easter eggs in this movie." But the set designers and art designers they slipped their own Easter eggs in there. In the Murray Show, the font behind his desk is the same font as Batman the Animated Series, and you cannot unsee it once you know it. No, and it sticks out like a sore thumb once you know it. I and didn't I, catch it, but you told me about it well, Wednesday night, and I was like, and I yeah. pulled it up. And went, oh, I heard about it, and I rewatched it last night. I was like, holy shit, that yeah. is the exact font. I like little Easter eggs and stuff. But, I'm one of those. I love that kind of stuff. But talking about you know his like when his fantasy when he's talking to Murray and he stands up and he he's so like when he's doing when he's before he comes down and he's standing up in the crowd talking, he's so childlike. That is creepy. Like the way that, you know, I take good care of my mother and all that. That whole deal is... What's what's crazy about that, too, is that's his fantasy. Yes. But even in his fantasy, people were laughing at him for the wrong reason. Yes. Which says about taking care of his mom. And they all, ha, ha, ha. And Murray's like, hey, nothing wrong with that. I used to live with my mom and everything else. But even, and you see his face change. Like when they laugh, all of a sudden, he doesn't look ashamed or sad. He looks pissed. He gets a scowl on his face he like... He pulls off pissed very well in this movie. And that's the first thing. It's like, you know, if it's your fantasy, why are you thinking of a... And I'm not saying it's a bad part of the movie, like they screwed no. up. I don't think... That was on I, purpose. I think it means it a lot. But, <laughs> like, that's that kind of shows you his mental state, too. Even in his own fantasy, he gives himself hell that he doesn't have He's, to. It's unhinged, even in... He's barely holding on. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And, okay, and then it... If I got my... my you see him get going to the dressing. No, that was another Easter egg at the very beginning of the movie when he's putting the makeup on. I showed you the picture. The way the camera comes down, if you stop it in the right spot in that mirror that he's looking into, the background makes Batman. Yeah, I noticed it uh, when I was watching it this morning. I, I, you told me about it, and I was watching. I was like, "There it is." I'll and the director out. said that he only put one Easter egg in the movie, but he did that. You can't tell me, like, I'm imagining, like, it's a Rorschach painting or something. Bullshit. <laughs> it's fucking Batman in the goddamn mirror. But you, then you see him going to his job, going to his locker, mm-hmm. and getting ready to be a clown. And I did notice this, is in the background, they've got the radio playing in the locker room for the clowns. Everybody plays a fool. Mm-hmm. It's playing in the background. I was like, oh, that's a good little touch right there. You get introduced to one of the shittiest characters in the movie. Yeah. Um, that I was like, man, that guy looks familiar, and he was the 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 villain from the first season of True Detective. There you go. He was missing. There was the green eared guy. The green eared guy. Yeah, I, I for- didn't watch True Detective. Like, I, I forget. I know it. it was a big deal. But I, for- I, never I forget his real the character's name. You need to watch the first season. I'll tell you that. 
I haven't watched Thursday. I haven't heard Thursday. Is that McConaughey good. and Harrelson? That one. That one. Okay. That one's great. Second one, eh. I heard that. <laughs> I heard third season's pretty good. Second one, I was like, eh. But whatever. I'm I'm digressing or whatever. But then, if you want to talk about that, is that he meets his fellow clowns. You mm-hmm. you get introduced to them. Which are all a bunch of people like you kind of wouldn't expect to do that job. Like I expected, like oh, we're gonna see John Wayne Gacy at some point in this because it's just like. Big, They're just normal fat, guys, really. dude. Yeah, but it just seems like the kind of guys, and maybe they, they at one point worked at a factory or something, but, I mean, the economy's down. They're having to do what they can, mm-hmm. so they're doing this now. That's why I took it. With a little person, you can see that. Um, the what? Little person. The midget? Yeah. You can say midget. He was a nice guy. I don't care. That's not derogatory. Look, I I don't know if we have, I think I, in a past episode, that my soapbox episode, I brought this up and nobody answered it. So I'll put it out there again. If you are a midget, or little person, and you're listening to this, or if you know one, please ask them this for me. Do they would they rather be called little people than midget? Little person seems so much worse to me than like derogatory than midget. I don't remember midget being like. I, this is, I'm sorry for this tangent, but seriously, like I don't remember. Like I know the n word's bad, and everything, and that goes back to a horrible time, and that's why it's bad. I don't remember people being like. Those fucking midgets. Like, nobody was against the midgets, you know what I mean? Like, it's just midgets. Little people sounds like, oh, he's just a little person. He's so little. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't mind saying, uh, but that, that's, I so, think that's the preferred. It's, it's preferred, but I'm midget, or as Chris Hardwick said, sliders. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we should call them sliders. So, but, yes, there's a little person. So you can see him being in that trade. Yeah, but some of those guys, you could use your imagination. And go, these guys just won't work. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's what it looked like. Was guys have to get money to pay bills somehow. And he hears the 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 big guy, which I don't know his name, oh, yeah, his character's name, whatever. He he heard about him getting beat up, and he says, "You got to protect yourself out there." And gives him a gun, gives him a thirty eight with bullets and a paper bag. Make it as make it as seedy as possible. No case. Yeah, no just box, a paper bag. Just a paper bag with a gun in it from straight out of Godfather 1. There's no serial numbers on that gun. No. No. So he gives him the gun. And uh, I don't know if it immediately goes... I don't know if it immediately goes to the hospital, but... um, It's, r- it's shortly after if it's not right then. You, there's two parts in this movie where you shouldn't laugh. But it's funny. God damn it, it's funny. <laughs> so he's dancing to cancer patient kids. And he's he's hamming it up as a clown. And, and kids are loving him, by the way. And and they're they're responding to him. They're loving it. It's not one of those they're like this lame clown. They like. He's they're, a regular Patch Adams. They're they're literally he's brightening their day. Yeah. And as he's dancing, a fucking gun comes out of his costume and slides. And his freaking reaction to it, he picks it up and just pauses, looks around, <laughs> and goes, "Whoopsie Daisy." <laughs> <laughs> And you're in the theater. I remember being in the theater, and it's like one of those moments uh-huh. you know you're not supposed to laugh, but you're dying. Dude, it was hilarious. And he says it's a prop gun, and uh, and he gets fired for it. And then that shows you another level of his mental instability, where he put like he busts a freaking phone booth with his forehead. He headbutts a lot of shit in this movie, so that must be like he he's like the Bill Goldberg of Batman. Swear <laughs> <laughs> to God, like. <laughs> Doesn't bleed nearly as much, but, um, <laughs> but that's, he's so hanging on and then it's like shitty thing after shitty thing. And this is the one thing in his life that he 
seems to enjoy. Like he really he, likes being a clown and making people laugh and smile. And now the, the one joy he him. has has been taken away from him. And, and, like, and then oh, on top shit. of that, on top of that guy, the other guy ratted him out and said that he tried to buy a gun from him. Yeah. It just just a slimy piece of shit. Like no reason for it. Like there was really no reason for him to do that. No, no, no. There was reason he was covering, trying to cover his ass. Oh, for for him giving him the gun. Okay. Yeah, because he's like, no, no. He asked me about buying one, but I never. No, I don't know anything about that. Oh yeah. Uh, but then somewhere around that is when he meets the um, the quote unquote love interest of the movie. That is, how do you say her name? Z- Zazie Beats. I'm sorry. What? The actress that plays her. Are you serious? That's her name. Something like that. Alexa. Is it? Uh, is there an actress named Zazie Beats? This segment sponsored by Alexa. Sorry, I'm not sure. Hey Alexa, who plays Joker's girlfriend in Joker? I bet you don't know that either. Oh God damn God it! God damn it! <sighs> this dumb. Okay. Anyway, whoever that chick is, it's play, it's his neighbor in the apartment building. Yeah, she lives on the same floor as him. Yes, and there's an interaction early where they get in. He's on the elevator. The door starts to shut. She okay. Hold it, and she pops in with her kid. You tell me how to say that then. Uh. Z-A-Z-I-E-B-E-E-T-Z. You know what? Zazzy Beats. That's what we're going with. What kind of fucking name is Zazzy Beats? I think it's pronounced differently. She's great in Deadpool, too. She was great as Domino. It was Domino. Yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was great as Domino. She was great as Domino. I'd put her as Domino as like a solid 7 or 8 on the 0 to prime Michael P.S.A.'s hot chart. That's so inside. But yes. Yeah. Yes. She was good in this movie, by the way. No, no, she she was fine. But what I was going, to, what I wrote down is like, if you were watching the movie, you saw it from a mile away that that's not real. Like now in the elevator, that probably was real. That part was real, yeah. And I'll be honest, the rest of the stuff I didn't catch at first. I thought no something's going right, and when she's with him, he's he's better. Like I I was going along with it first, although I thought it was way out of left field. I'm like, how is that even possible? Why would she want anything to do with him? Yeah, but I was like, maybe he's different around her. Kind of like, uh, you know, and it was abusive with Harley and Joker, but, uh, you know, Joker could be pudding sometimes. And I thought, oh, maybe that's that's his thing there. But no, you, yeah, you end up finding out that that's a whole farce. So to cope with all of his shit he's got going on, he has he's made a relationship in his head with his neighbor, who's a single mom. Uh, mm-hmm. Cute as can be. Stalks her ass. Stalks her, yeah. Follows her to fucking work. And then has a fantasy with her coming to the doors and, were you following me today? And they had a, a well, I do stand-up comedy. You should come see me. Yeah. It works out like it would never work out in real life if somebody's like, were you following me? And he admits to it. Yes. And then, and before that, I, 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 I took notes right now just to see stuff that I didn't catch the first time. Who bathes their fucking mother? Is this a thing that I don't know about? Yeah, that, that's not. That was very off-putting to me. Yes, he maybe she couldn't maybe she couldn't bathe herself maybe but she seemed like she seemed like she could she, yeah but this is that child like you know she's she's old and she maybe you know in her day growing up you took care of your, your family and she has coddled him and, and has kind of made him the way he is to where to him that would be normal like why wouldn't you bathe your mom <laughs> you know he'd be freaked out he, if somebody and, didn't bathe and his mom. and his idea is taking care of him. yeah that's all I, it I, is. I get that but god damn it I was like. Put yourself in the f- position. Also, if you take baths, you're gross. That's human soup, and you should take a shower. Baths are disgusting. I don't care who you are. Unless you're Margot Robbie in the big short. That's different. 
That's yeah. She's taking the bubble bath while explaining the housing market and how the shorts work. Mm. That's she, when you turn into butthead and you go bathe her and clothe her and bring her to me. Yeah, she. Could, Although that was more of an archer. I'm sorry, she, I can't do butthead. She, yeah, she could. Dude, you just went the coach from uh, home movies. That's archer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, John Benjamin. Um, but uh, yeah, that and then I wrote this down and then I looked it up. Um, West did research, people. He yeah, wrote shit down and looked things up. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, I was like, where did the idea for the dancing come from? And so I was like, well, hell, we have all the knowledge in the world in our pocket. So I looked it up, and he believed that he had music in him. And he just expressed it that way. Yeah. It's pretty much a simple explanation, but he dances a lot more in the movie than you remember. Yeah, there's a lot of dancing. And that was, it was, I mean, it was known he was going to, but... They didn't know exactly what he was going to do or how he was going to do it. So a lot of the camera angles are kind of wonky because the the camera people didn't know where he was going with it. They just said shoot. Yeah, just shoot, and we'll use what we can. And they used it, and he was he was out there with his stuff. Um, but yeah, you you brought up before we started recording the score being so good, and it is, and it won uh, Golden Globe for best original score or whatever. Crack one for the working man. There you go. Oh hell yeah. And, uh, With my bang energy drink, that's not a Miller Lite. <laughs> Wait, what kind is that? Bang. That's what my buddy Tito was telling me about. Bang. Oh, they work. He liked it. What kind is that? This is a Blue Raz. It's, I'm, that's what it is. That may be what he got. Yeah, he told me about that. Huh. The DDP energy drink. It's fucking cocaine in a can. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's, it, they work, man. So lots of music, lots of dancing, and that's that was, I guess, and it, would you say that's one of his mental escapes? I think, well, okay, that's one thing I did read on, is that it is, but in the script, the only dancing was at the beginning of the movie when he's got the sign, hmm. and uh, he just thought that would be part of the character. Wow. And it did put a very big imprint on the character. So, we get through that, then we get to the subway. He's lost his job, mm-hmm. he's on the subway, and that's where the movie really starts to pick up. And um, that's where you see the three sleazy, drunk day traders mm-hmm. harassing this this woman on a plane, throwing French fries at her. Look like they're fresh out of college. Um, just being yeah, dicks. they've they've clearly never worked a job in their life. They're probably making it's the '80s, so they're probably making ridiculous money on the stock market. Just very unlikable, drunk assholes that you might have it might have led to something very bad. If he hadn't started laughing. Yep. And then when he starts laughing, their attention is on him. By the way, he's not laughing to get attention. He's laughing because he's nervous. It's a nervous tip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she gets up, walks away, looks at him, and then they turn his attention to, to, to him. Fast forward in the movie. Unless I'm wrong, and I could be wrong, which I doubt it because I rarely am, is, <laughs> is uh, when you see the girl, when he's at the, the newsstand... With the fake girlfriend, mm-hmm. when uh, when when you see him, he sees the the newspaper of the the, the killer clown or whatever what, what we're about to get to, and he looks at the taxi, and when the taxi's going by, he sees somebody wearing the mask, and he kind of grins at him. That's the girl from the subway. Is it really? That's the same jacket, long hair. It's I think. Look it's, at you, man. I think it's the girl from, and I know I'm not the only one. Come Damn, up with we that pick shit. up on shit like that. I, I think don't. it's the girl from the subway. Okay, so they're on the subway. They start her and and that was the one thing I did see in a video. How the hell does that motherfucker know all the words that bring in the clowns or send in the clowns? Whatever. That 
That dude knew all the words to that damn song. Well, I mean, that song came out in the, what, 60s? 70s? I mean, it's still... And the Rat Pack was still kind of around oh, yeah. in the 70s, so he could have. We'll, we'll give it could've. to him. Yeah. We'll give it to him. So they start beating the shit out of him, because that's that's what happens. Well, now he has a gun. And he goes fucking Death Wish. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one thing about this movie got overhyped on the violence. There's not as much... Dude, John Wick has quadrupled the body count. Yeah. But it's the it's the, the text is that it's realistic. Because before he got on there with the gun, he was at home with it and it went off. Remember, he played around with it and it freaks him out for his, oh, God, Jesus. And he's a, and he's a hell of a shot for him to be the first time. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but uh, so he shoots the guy in self-defense. And that's the thing is that if he just stayed on the subway, that's self-defense. They literally could beat him to death. So the first two guys is self-defense. The other guy takes off running. And then that's something I noticed. That blew my mind, was that that for a split second, he thought about suicide. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that first time I watched it. Is that he's pointing the gun, he's trying to think what to do. He puts the gun to his damn head. Yeah. And then, then he decides, well, I'm going to go after this guy and take him out. Then it's manslaughter or murder yeah. because he tracked the guy down and then shot him in cold blood. Um, but yeah, I didn't catch that shit. Is that he's thinking about suicide the entire movie. Yeah. The entire goddamn movie, in his journal, everything, he's thinking about suicide. Kills him. Um, and then and then just takes off running to get to a bathroom and then proceeds to dance again. And that's one thing I wrote about about him. Are we good? Yeah. One thing I wrote is that, goddamn it, Arthur Fleck has got cardio for days. For him to be a skinny, malnourished guy, the dude can go, like, he can run all day. In a suit. In a suit, in clown shoes, <laughs> cardio for days. Um, oh, that was a, that was another thing. Another talking about the score. After he shoots, before he leaves the subway car, when he shoots the guy, the score turns to a high pitch. So, like, if you fired a thirty-eight without earplugs, mm-hmm. you'd get that ring. Yeah, the score changed to a ring, and then it turns as he's getting his hearing back to normal music. Oh, that's good. That's good. Time. And I was like, they, they it gives you the the visceral mm-hmm. feeling of this dude just fired four. And you need to go back and see how many shots he fired, because I think there was more bullets in that gun than yeah, because <laughs> he never reloaded. Um, but whatever, it's the movies. You can get away with shit like that. But that's one thing I didn't catch. I was like, holy shit! Even the music hints at it was thought out well. It really was. And that, and one thing I wrote, I wrote this down. The knee shaking means something. Just nervous, like a. But tick. he does it when he's not nervous. It's just an uncontrollable twitch, maybe. I, I don't know, but I was like, I didn't, I don't know what it means. It must have been the way that he did the character. But I was like, that means something somewhere. That he came up with the idea for that shit because he does it a lot in the movie. Yeah. Okay. So where do they go from there after he shoots the guy? He goes into the he goes into the bathroom, kind of collects his thoughts, does his little dance. Yeah. Um. I mean, I didn't. I didn't write down the. Does he go back? After, is that when he goes back to the uh, social worker thing? Yes, I think that's when he goes. Okay, about that time, that would seem right. He goes to the social worker, and she says she's cutting the funding. Or not, she's not coming. Yeah. The city decided to cut the funding. And by the way, she's brutally honest. She's like, they don't give a fuck about us. Like, period. You, me, they don't give a shit about us. Yeah. 
and she doesn't even know where to tell him to get his medication. Yeah. So now his medication is starting to wear. He's starting to go through his medication, and he can't get it refilled. He was already wanting it increased, and he didn't get that. Okay. And that's one thing. that The main thing I took from it is that the medication um, made him be able to function in society. When the medication's gone, his inhibitions are gone. Mm-hmm. And now he knows he's killed three men. He saw what it caused. He's kind of causing a um, a revolution almost. Um, he didn't regret it. No. And he said, "I figured that it would. Uh, I figured I'd feel something." But he goes, "I don't. I don't feel." He, he enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's the the medication. Getting that now he's just he feels better, even though he's unhinged. And by this time, people have recognized because of the subway guys. Like there was a. Wasn't a witness like right there, but they saw a clown leaving the scene. So it's been reported, guy with a clown mask is what they say at first. It's not they don't. Yeah, they thought it was a mask. Yeah, so that but they say clown mask. So they know that there's a clown something. So now he's unhinged more. Things are going south, but there's a hint of notability now. Like people are oh, he's becoming a symbol. Nobody noticed me before, but now, yeah, he's kind of doing a different route than Batman. And this is and this is the this goes to the social thing of they're in such a bad place. And Thomas Wayne, by the way, comes across as a dick in this movie. Mm-hmm. He really does. But he's not wrong. Oh, here we go. He's a dick, but he's, <laughs> but he's not, not wrong. wrong. But he's not. He was. He was. I, would, I guess you could say politically incorrect on how he worded. We're not. A, to we're the not media. a Thomas yet. And people, yeah, but people are already on on the edge of they feel like. Oh, he's on TV. Yeah, yeah he's Talking on TV. he might run for mayor. Yeah, and people are like, oh, they, they know he can help, but it's like he's not doing anything and we're struggling now. He's not talking for the people that are and he wants that are needing it. He's saying, hey, you can poor people and people that are down, quit bitching, get up and do something. Basically, he's like, well, you know, we're not just going to give you a handout. Like, you got to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and shit. Which doesn't but these go people don't that. have boots. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you have somebody like the bottom tier Next to homelessness, you have two mentally ill people living in a shitty apartment, barely keeping it together. No. So they're they're bottom of the society, which would make him a great um, a great uh, symbol for this. And it was like how the clown mask thing was a lot like uh, the anonymous movement with the guy fox yeah. masks. Um, so, okay, where so where was it? So he sees that they see that on TV, whatever. Does he, does he get the letter by this point? He reads he reads his mother's letter that she was going to send to Thomas Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of loses his shit because now he's under the understanding that Thomas Wayne is his father, and everybody lost their shit over this because that leaked before the movie came out, and everybody lost their shit. And the thing is, is it, it shouldn't be that big of a fucking deal. Which I thought was a cool plot twist. Because as far as I know, it hadn't been done yet. Yeah. So who gives a shit? It's a standalone movie. What if Bruce Wayne and, and the Joker are half-brothers? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I'm not saying that that's the way it should be, but why not? That's yeah, cool. I like it. So uh, before he, uh, when he hears this, he goes to the Wayne estate. Mm-hmm. And he's wanting to talk to Thomas, but he sees little Bruce playing unreasonably close to the fence. Um, and the one Easter egg that he admitted to was 
Bruce Wayne sliding down a fireman's pole. Yes. Was an homage to Adam West. Um, he starts talking to the kid. Why you want to put hands on the kid and, and make a smile. That's who you're dealing with. Alfred comes out. We're introduced to Alfred. And, and Alfred was not being a dick. Alfred no. sees a weird guy at a fence putting his hands on Bruce Wayne's face. Um, and uh, that, that ties into something I told you that I saw is the, the whole cover-up fan theory of did Thomas Wayne cover up that being his kid? Um, because when he says, uh, he goes, I'm, I'm here. My mother was Penny, uh, Penny Fleck. And he goes, oh, you're her son. Mm-hmm. And he's like his reaction to it. And uh, so he's read the letters. He know he knows. Oh, yeah. He's but aware. The one thing in the movie about about this, this is an ex-British intelligence agent. Alfred we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. And and, and, and Arthur's skinny ass grabs him and pulls him into the face. He would have fucked Arthur up. <laughs> Arthur's not going to hold him against his will. That's one thing. I get it. I get it. I'll suspend my disbelief. But Ar- listen, <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth should have fucked him up. He should have scaled that fence and fucked him up after that shit. I'm sorry, but that's the one thing. I was like, okay, we'll go with it. It's my favorite line so far today. Alfred Pennyworth should have fucked him up. <laughs> well, he should have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> He was an SAS fucking intelligence agent in the in in, in the British military. Like he's a bad motherfucker. Shut uh, your mouth. <laughs> I'm just all about Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah, this isn't old Alfred. This isn't Michael Caine. This isn't those those super elderly one from the from the the, the uh, Michael Keaton movies. This real Alfred's is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Um. So after that, he he he's determined to talk to Thomas. So somehow he gets into the theater. How a mentally deranged person with no money. <laughs> yeah, he's and he doesn't seem like he's not dumb, but he doesn't seem bright enough to pull that off. Like to be able to get in, get get your outfit. Like it's very thought out. He pulls it off. He gets in there and he sees that Thomas is going to the bathroom, so he meets him in the bathroom. I'm t- these damn Waynes in movie theaters just do not have a good time. No, they don't. Um, but he uh, he confronts him and basically says, "You're my dad." Mm-hmm. And Thomas breaks down to him. He goes, listen, your mother was crazy. Like, he wasn't pulling punches. No. L- literally and figuratively. Um, he says, uh, listen, she was crazy. She adopted you. He doesn't want to hear any of that stuff. The The nervous tick comes up. He starts laughing. Thomas punches him. Okay? So, after you leave it, after Thomas punches him, he's got his hands on the sink, and he's bent over, and then immediately clicks to the same pose, and he's in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Doing that, and that's when he rips everything out of the refrigerator and goes and just like Joaquin being Joaquin Phoenix, they just keep the camera rolling because he's going to take a nap in the refrigerator. Now. Yeah, that wasn't in the script. That was just him ad libbing and let's do this. So that makes you wonder: was that real? Did he imagine that whole thing in his kitchen? Like it's one of countless parts of this movie that you don't know because it's literally the same pose. Like mm-hmm. it click click, and it's the same pose. And then he decides to take a nap in the refrigerator, as, which I think that was him just subconsciously going, I'm going to cut myself off from everything. Because that's the phone's ringing. The detectives want to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Detectives have figured out by this point that he used to work for the clown company. Because, you know, they hear clowns, so you go to a place that sends out clowns. Yeah, we just fired this guy because uh, he had a gun at a kid's hospital. And they're like, 
That seems like a good suspect, so they're wanting to ask questions, which is... They're starting to catch disturbing. on. Yeah, they're starting to kind of piece it together, and he knows, hey, shit's starting to kind of close in on me. So, he goes, uh... Then his mother's taken to the hospital. Did she have a stroke? I don't remember. Was it a stroke or heart attack or if she fell? I don't remember what it was, but they, yeah, he gets, he's coming home and he sees the ambulance. She's so crazy her brain quit working. So they had to take her to the hospital. (laughs) So he goes to the hospital and, uh, the, uh, the, the girlfriend goes with him and the detectives find him at the hospital and they're asking him questions. He goes, it was a prop gun. Can I just go talk to my, let me go take care of my mother. Gets away from him. And then uh, he starts thinking about what Thomas Wayne said to him. So he decides to go to Arkham State Hospital. Mm-hmm. Is that it? They won't call it Arkham Asylum, but, you know. That's Arkham, what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Arkham Asylum. So he goes in there, and the, the guy brings up the records for his mother. And he's about to give him the records. Mm-hmm. He's about to do it. But then he lets him slip. Then he goes, man, I did something the other day to some people, and I thought I'd feel bad about it, but I don't. Yeah. He goes, and the dude's face is because he's around crazy people all day. And his face, he's sitting there going, what, what did you do? Good man, I fucked up. And that's when he says, yeah, your mom's going to have to come sign for these. There's a lot of paperwork. I don't want to get in trouble. Because he's looking at the file. He sees what's in the file. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and it, he's putting it together. He goes, you're her son? He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. Uh-uh. So, <laughs> and the dude, and then Arthur grabs him, takes off running again. Cardio for days. Cardio for fucking days, man. Like, you Listen, you might be faster than him, but you're. But eventually, he's going to catch you because he's not going to get tired. He's like Cap; like he's not going to get tired. <laughs> it's like Arthur's on <laughs> Arthur on your left. You're not going to. You listen. Eventually, he's going to catch you. Um, he's like the Jason Voorhees. Like it's like he might not be that fast, but he will catch you. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, you're going to get tired. So he takes it. Takes off running. Goes down the stairwell. Far, well, yeah, stairwell. Yeah. He starts reading this shit. And he finds out that he was adopted. He finds out that not that his mother put him in situations like it led to him See being police reports where you see he was called. The police were called out for abuse stuff, and and they found him tied to or chained oh, up to a radiator. Chained, he's tied to a radiator, malnourished and with bruises all over him from one of her boyfriends. Yeah, he, and that he was abusive to her, and then turned around and it caused head trauma. Mm-hmm. So on top of his mother already has mental illness, which means he could be a strong candidate for mental illness. Not only that, but he has brain trauma, or severe head trauma, um, severe trauma as a child. Like, he's a perfect storm of mental illness. Yeah. So he finds that out, goes to the hospital, goes to visit his mother for the last time. And then the one part of that movie that I was like, shocked me. I was like, okay, I didn't see that coming. That he pretty much said, you lied to me my entire life. Mm-hmm. You caused all these problems. I, I hate everything. I hate myself. I want to kill myself every day. And it's because of you. He proceeds to smother his mother to death. Yeah. And it's freaking sad. Which is a great Alice Cooper album. If you haven't listened to <laughs> Smother Your Mother to Death, go check that out on iTunes or Spotify. Alexa, play Smother My Mother to Death by Arthur Fleck and the Joke Tones. And the giggles. And the giggles. <laughs> um, but yeah, he murdered. Uh, that shocked me. Bye-bye. And I was like, and it was sad because I was like, she can't defend herself. That was the only real thing in his life that up until that point had kind of kept him tethered. 
fake girlfriend had now because it's he's imagining gone. it. Now it's all gone. Yeah, now there's nothing really tying him to anything to where he has to be loyal or worried. There's no moral compass. Yeah, that's where it's, it's we're done. Now I'm just, I can do what I need to do. I'll, I will be noticed and people will know who I am. And, and I noticed this too. There's a lot, by this point in the movie, there's a lot less notes. Because I'm just watching the movie. Yeah, you get point. into it. Yeah. Uh, because now it's after the subway and stuff like that. It's starting to it's starting to pick up, and he's becoming this character. Well, one of the creepiest parts of the entire movie. He after is it after he kills his mother that he goes to the girlfriend's apartment. Yes. and just lets himself in. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, when she walks out and this dude is sitting on her couch. And the look that he's doing, like, he's not there. And he mm-hmm. goes, I had a bad day. Could you imagine being in her position? You just put your daughter down to sleep. And you're just going to walk in the, in the, and there's a dude that you barely know that's in your freaking apartment. Yeah. And, and by the way, and, if you're like me and you haven't realized that that relationship is completely made up, this is where you realize it. Because she has a look on her face like, what the hell? And she knows him from the building, yes. but you can tell there has not been any interaction other than like, hey, how's it going or whatever. And it shows flashbacks of all the times she was with him. She wasn't really with him. Yeah. He imagined the whole thing. And then he turns to her, stares at her, and puts a fake, with his fingers, gun to his head. And I'm sitting here going, it's perfectly okay to piss yourself in that position because... God damn it. That, well, that was, remember, that was a callback to the first time he, well, not maybe oh, not no, first it was. Time, in the movie where she's like, what was she said, the weather or the people or something, she puts the gun up to her head like fake Well, her, her daughter out. kept talking to her. Oh, yeah. She, and oh. she turned and goes, so that's him trying to like relate to her, well, like, right? Crazy shit, right? The first time was him trying to be funny. The second time was, I'm not, Arthur's gone bye-bye. Like, it, I don't think he was trying to make a joke. Like, I don't know what he was going for in that, but that was creepy as shit. Um, uh, and like I said, um, and at, at, at this point, you can see the, the meds are gone. Yeah. Um, and, and they make it in the movie, they make it very. Did it surprise you he didn't go try to steal meds or, or anything like that? I think he liked the feeling he was getting. He, yeah, that's why he's I don't kind think of he getting wanted into them. it. I don't think he wanted meds anymore. Because he's realizing that the guy that was on meds is the guy that's getting the shit kicked out of him by people and, and everything else. And this guy. It on meds, but he's not getting beat up by anybody. He's he's being reborn. Yeah, he's been. It's like Fight Fight Club. Like he's being the person that. God he damn wants it, Wes! To... The first rule you've already forgot it. Sorry, Jesus Christ! Um, this is why we had to close it down. God damn it, Wes! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but he then he gets a call from the Murray Show. Hold on. Sorry about that. We had to take a break to. Uh... Recharge our recording thing. By the way, I've mentioned this before. Uh, I'm using the Anchor app. You can go check that out, download it. You can record a podcast. It's easy. I'm not getting paid by Anchor. I'm not sponsored by them. It'd or be anything. nice. It would be. And you can, by the way, that's a feature. It sounds like I'm plugging them. And I am. It's a cool app. Uh, there is a feature that I may turn on for this episode where you can monetize it and they will find, they find sponsors for you. And that will agree and you have to put commercial in or whatever here and there but you get to pick one it is so i may do that occasionally i think i've brought that up before uh, but the anchor app's cool uh, if you're listening to this because you're a subscriber already thank you uh if you're new to it you can catch this episode and any old ones uh stitcher 
Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor. Uh, it's pretty. I think there's like nine total platforms. I can't remember them all right now, but just search it. It's the Pod with no name, which isn't as original as I thought. I think there's like a few others, but you'll be able to tell which one it is. So you can go back through the archives, listen to any of the old episodes. Like I said earlier on Twitter at rooftop underscore hero, or excuse me, that's Instagram. Twitter is all one word at rooftop hero. Instagram at rooftop underscore hero. West does not do social media uh, at all. So send all your hate mail to, to send Josh's it to me, Twitter. and I will share with West. And as far as sponsorships, Pepsi, huge Lord of the Rings fans. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Everybody has their down parts, but I love Pepsi. So if you're listening to that, so had to go get the charger. We're coming back. This will be the last segment we're going to do on this show. We're winding it up on Joker. And uh, when we last left you, talking about how uh, he has, Arthur Fleck has has really embraced becoming this this new persona, which at this point still has not been named. He We, we haven't gotten to that part yet. It's been, it, Murray says it. That's what made him turn. He says it on the show. Look at this Joker. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but he, he hasn't like he embraced it. Yet. He has, yeah, he's at that point. So we still haven't named him, named him. Uh, but it's being picked up on by Murray on his show because it's newsworthy and everything else. And so at this point, Arthur Fleck almost—I wouldn't say he's completely unhinged, but boy, he's barely hanging on. Um, and it's almost all gone. No, but but what comes next? He's unhinged. Yes, um, because he gets a—he's putting on the clown makeup. He's sticking with the, the clown, because I guess that's all he knows. Mm. And he's putting the makeup on, and I like the fact that it's just, all he has is the white makeup on. And it was done on, I think it was done on purpose for what's about to happen. Mm. Like, he didn't put the details with the blue and the reds and the, the black outlines and all that stuff. That's because the Murray, in this, the Murray show had called him and left a message at that point. They did. Because he'd done, he'd done stand-up. Well, they were leaving a message and he picks up. Yes, because he had already, he'd gone and done some stand-up. And they played it on the show. And he laughed. He did his nervous laugh, which was not meant to be funny, but the crowd thought it was part of the show. And so they started laughing. And it was so awkward that Murray showed the clip on the show and everybody laughed at him. But this was in the 80s, roughly. It was the viral hit of that time. Yes. So everybody all of a sudden wanted to see this guy. So the Murray show has found out who it is and has reached out and left voicemails trying to get him on the show, which if you go to the beginning of the episode, that's a dream for him. Like, yes. to him, that's, I've made it. So now, what you were saying, he's got the white makeup on because he, he's prepping for his show. Well, he's he's going to rehearse. Yeah, he's going to rehearse. So Because he might have already rehearsed by this point because he, he uh, he's rewind, yes, because he, he starts rewinding parts of the show and then he's walking out, he's, yeah. he's simulating walking through the curtain, he's going to sit down, but his plan is to go on there and kill himself on TV. Yeah. And that's creepy enough as it is that he's like, should I say? Because at the end of the day, he's wanting to kill himself. But how he's got his legs placed bothered him. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to that detail. Like, he wants to look as good as he can on TV. Um, so, and But after that, you know, he's in the mirror. He's, you've seen this, the, the him painting his tongue and all that stuff. He gets knocked at the door. And it's shitty, big, fat guy. And the little person that, for whatever reason, Josh hates that guy. Don't hate him. He's fun. <laughs> he's like the only good guy there. No, no, yeah, yeah. He's one of the <laughs> like he's a good dude. He, he's one of the few pure people in this movie. They come to see him, 
And they said, well, we heard you're going to be on the Murray. I think they said that we heard you're going to be on the Murray show. We wanted to celebrate. And they bring a bottle of whatever kind of alcohol. We're Which assuming. It's weird that that slimy guy would have come over to try to. You know what I mean? Like, that was odd. Well, that's the thing. Is And then he goes, oh, okay. Well, that, and he's like, well, that's great. And then it comes out the real reason why that guy's there is because, hey, listen, the cops are. And then the, 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 the little guy is like, hey, they didn't ask me. And he goes, well, if it was a. If it was a little person clown that shot people on the, then you'd already be in jail. <laughs> and and it's and it is true. Yeah, it's true. But he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. But new podcast coming out soon from Wes. He's not wrong. Yeah. And uh, he he. Uh, but the thing is, the guy's only worried about himself. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit about Arthur. No. He doesn't give a shit about anybody else but himself. And he's there because he wants to get his story straight, which he proceeds. To murder this man with a freaking pair of scissors that is, that's why I said is on purpose so that when the blood hits him, it's just oh, that red on white. Stands out. Yeah. It stands out a lot worse. And, um, I mean, he murders fuck out of that guy. God damn. There's some bent. There, he, there was scores being settled. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he, he fucked that guy up. And this poor little motherfuckers over here in the, in the background just scared to death. And he and then he tells him, he goes, oh, I ain't gonna hurt you. He goes, you can leave. And he leaves the second part of the movie where you're not supposed to laugh. No, I think you are. I think that was thrown in on purpose to make you laugh. I don't think you're supposed to laugh at that. Well, it's, it'd be terrifying, but it was so funny. Like, I think that was, hey, we get to use wrestling, or I will use wrestling terminology here. Get a long pay per view. You have a really great match, but you know you've still got a big title match coming. You throw that little light-hearted, goofy match or fun one. It's a let-up match. That's what that was. That was a moment. That's when we Ron just had some serious shit. We need something to go. Oh, okay, and then get back to the. And then cue Ron Simmons. It's going to say, "Damn, damn." Yeah, cue that or cue Goldust talking to somebody. Or you, you, you've, you've seen WrestleMania. You know what we're talking about. And and you're the salt of the earth if you know what we're talking but about. But I, I fucking love this moment you're about to say. I love it. But the the thing is, is he says you can leave, and this motherfucker, he's like, you just saw this guy get brutally fucking murdered. Like it's the neck, it's the eye, and then he proceeds to bash this dude's head into the side of a wall until it literally has a stain. Beside, and he's trying to get out. He reaches up, and he's he can't quite reach the chain lock. And he has that a couple like, little jumps. He's jumping. Oh he's jumping. <laughs> oh my god! What's <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the jump? That is. That's yeah, fucking up. Like, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. He's terrified. Oh my god! Like I said, I don't think you're supposed to. Like and you have to turn around to the guy you just watched murder somebody. And say, uh, can I get a little help? Did he say a little help? Because he should have said a little help. And the dude goes, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, plus like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. And then it cuts, and then it shifts gears real quick. He goes, you were the only one that was nice to me, now get out of here. Which shows that there's still some little bit of morality barely in there to let that guy go. Like, he recognized that guy was good to him. You know what it reminded me of? Mm. This is touchy or whatever, but that's what it reminded me of was the Columbine thing. Mm-hmm. When they told that one kid in the parking lot, oh yeah, yeah. and like he told me, well, you were like basically you were cool. Get out of here. Yeah, don't go to class. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I don't. I'm, I'm stretching. I'm not saying that's what they did. But no, that's no, what. But yeah, you're right. That's a good call. And, and oh geez, I, mean, I was sitting there in the theater. Like I just had a. 
it's it's not supposed to be funny, but God damn it. Oh my God, it was great. Jesus Christ. Uh, but uh, so you cut from that. He then he then you hear the uh, the music playing, mm-hmm. and he's in full gear now. Yeah, the suit that you see in all the pictures, the purple and gold and green ish. It wasn't the orange typical suit. type stuff. Yes, yeah, I like how they flipped it a little bit. They gave him an orange suit instead of a purple suit. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Just to give him his own personality as a Joker, and it's a dated suit. It's like clearly seventies, eighties suit. Yeah. And that's where you hear the uh, the uh, the me- oh, I forget the name of the song that's playing. The dun 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 dun. dun. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever that is. Um, they start playing that. Now he's now he's the Joker. Yeah. And then you get the stair scene where he's dancing on the stairs, and now he's coming down the stairs. He's a completely different person than he was when he was going up the stairs. He's completely done a one eighty. Oh, he's a, he's full of himself now. Like he is confidence out the yin yang. Yes. Um. So he's in the in the detectives see him. They want to f- talk to him. Cardio for days. He's gone. He takes a full hit from a car. Gets up, continues to run. This the man. Listen, he has he trains at high altitude. <laughs> at some point in that Mar- movie, Marshawn Lynch's mask. I'm sure at some point, like he has. I don't know. Whatever. He was hanging and banging, brother. Saying his <laughs> prayers and eating his vitamins. He was say your prayers, eat your vitamins, snow cork, coke, bang hookers, do whatever you got to do. But his cardio is just ridiculous. Makes it to the subway. They get on the subway, and and one thing we left off is that there was going to be a protest that yes. night, um, the clown themed protest. And uh, because the city has taken this clown person as a, a symbol of. We're tired of being held back, and we're going to fight back. He's a hero. Yeah, that's what they look at it as. And so when he's got the makeup on, they're like, are you going to the protest? No. I'm not political or anything like that. So he gets away from the... Well, he's trying to get away from the detectives. They get on a subway car, and he grabs a guy's mask, puts the mask on. He's trying to blend in. And... uh, Detective pulls a gun. Somebody gets shot. Of course, somebody gets shot on the subway, and they get overrun. Mm-hmm. And then he gets away that way and gets to the Murray show. Does a dance in front of them too. Like all we know, these 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 Texans are going to die. And he's doing a dance in front of them. Gets to the Murray show, and they're like, "Man, we shouldn't put this guy on." You know, there's about to be a protest with a bunch of clowns. And he's dressed up as a clown. And Murray, because at the end of the day, Murray's not a good person. He wants ratings. Yeah. And he says, I'll put him on anyway. They put him on anyway. Hey, Murray, one last thing. When you introduce me, could, could you call me Joker? And that's where, that's like, I think the final embracing of it. Like, I remember you called me Joker. I'm on your show. Some shit's about to go down, but you started this. That's kind of like, you're the one that tipped the scales. And here I am, I'm Joker. And of course, Murray's like, uh, yeah, sure. Well, you were my hero and you shit on me. Yeah. Now he is that character. He's created a new persona. So he goes out, and that was one thing that was interesting, was they, they filmed ten different versions of him coming out of the curtain. Mm-hmm. And it, they and they just picked ones that would work the best, but it, like they just let Joaquin do what he does. And so he comes out, great entrance, lays a kiss on this one older lady. It's like the Dr. Ruth. Of that show. Remember Dr. Yeah, Ray? that's exactly that's who yeah, she was supposed to be. Old lady sex therapist. Yeah. Already been on. But her reaction is genuine. If you go back and rewatch it, her reaction, she wasn't expecting that shit. No. Um, 
So he sits down. They're having their interview. And this part of the movie is worth him getting a, an Oscar. Just this one part. This is like Alec Baldwin and uh, Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Mm-hmm. Like that one scene is worthy of getting you an Oscar. And they're talking, whatever. And um, they said, well, why don't you tell a joke? And he tells a joke about a kid getting killed by a drunk driver. Yeah. To him, it's hilarious. And the crowd is booing him. He's like, you shouldn't joke about that. And then he just ups and, ups and says it. He goes, admits that he killed those three guys on the subway. The crowd turns on him. And, and he makes a good point. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not fucking wrong. He goes, if that had been me, you would have walked right over me. I don't matter, but these people matter because Thomas Wayne cried, cried about them on TV. Yeah, he goes. Thomas have, Wayne was talking about like people yes. were great kids, were bright futures. They were. They made it clear, standing citizens, all this stuff. Which to Thomas may have been the truth. No. That may have been all he saw. Of well, it showed about I think about Thomas is that he made a point. He goes, I didn't know them personally. Oh, so yeah. if anything comes out about those guys, he's clean. Well, not to get too political, but was this kind of a Trumpian type character? You think supposed to be true? Because wasn't that the the rumor, I think, was Alec Baldwin was supposed to play yeah. Thomas Wayne, but because he had done the Trump thing, yeah. they're like, well, it's too close. I think I think that was kind of a wink and a nod to it. And uh, in, and in today's world, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But to me, Thomas Wayne is better than that. But yeah. for this story, like I said, this is an alternate Earth. So this Thomas Wayne can be whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, so... He he just starts going off about that stuff, and he goes, he goes, I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, look what you caused. He goes, I know, and his reaction is great. He goes, I know, I know, and he's loving it. And uh, and, and I, I know we're probably missing a lot, but when he um, he says everybody's horrible, everybody's horrible to each other, and uh, and uh, Murray comes out and says, not everybody's horrible. When he turns and looks at Murray. You're horrible. You're horrible, Murray. That's, that's cold. That's, that is some ice cold shit. Right that's there. fucking scary to me. Yeah, because I bought it hook, line, and sinker. That Joaquin Phoenix was, dude. He looked. I don't want somebody that unhinged looking at me like that. Because he that was a murderous look. I mean, it's straight up like I'm about to murder. There's so much shit anger. Oh, and that's when it clicked in his head. He goes, "Fuck, I ain't killing myself." Mm-hmm. I'll do this. Was, how about another joke? And then he goes, "What do you get when you get an? <laughs> well, I forget what he says, but a deranged, um, whatever, a psycho- unstable person that society has turned its back on in the system or something like, basically stating the truth of what's going on." He says, "You get what you fucking deserve." Again, crack shot, like, like dead shot level accuracy with it, even if it's point blank, whatever, right in the eye, and that, and it, it looked. Oddly real. It did look really real, yeah. And then you see where he sold it was he didn't know what to do after he got after he did it. Because yeah. he did it on the fly, so he gets up, he, he acts like he's going to dance, and then he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. Shoots him again, <laughs> puts the gun back down, Does uh, that's when he does his little dance. Then he goes and he goes, oh, well, Murray always said, you know, that's life. Mm-hmm. So he goes up to the camera, is about to say, and they cut off, and it goes, Dark Knight Returns comic book. With all the talking heads on the TV going, breaking news, Murray was shot live. And I was like, well, that's Dark Knight Returns right there. Um, and then it cuts to um, him being, he's in the police car, in the back of the police car. 
and he's looking at what he caused. Yeah, by the way, he, he's not trying to avoid getting arrested now. He's like, yeah, I know. He doesn't care. He yeah, goes, he's willfully like, yeah, come, all right, time to go to the show. Well, he's like, nothing can hurt me now. Yeah. Like, he's completely untethered. Like you said, he's untethered. There is no moral compass anymore. And he's seeing that not the only... Riots and fires and looting and it's just... It's people are this guy. All hell's breaking loose. Yeah, all hell's breaking loose. And the thing is, is if he wanted attention, by God, he got it. Mm -hmm. And and not only did he get attention, but he's changed things. To go back to Ledger, you changed things. You know, he did, and he's seeing it literally through the window. He's seeing all this stuff, and he's just like he's loving it. And then, boom, some idiot in a clown mask, like the luckiest idiot on the planet. The, of all the cop cars to hit, he hits that one. And they pull him out. And you know what I thought last night? It made me laugh. The two guys walk up, and he's knocked out. He's in the back of the police car. Just been hit by a freaking ambulance, right? Mm-hmm. It was an ambulance. Yeah. And he's knocked out, and they're like, yeah, this is him. And they pick him up, and they're they're pulling him out of the police car. And all I thought was Spider-Man, too. He goes, careful, he's a hero. <laughs> I was waiting on him to put him up. And they lay him on the police car. And that's how they, But that's how they presented him. Like, he was their hero. He's a twisted version. And they, they sprawled him out, like Jesus on the cross, so to speak, but it sprawled out, arms stretched out on the yes. car. It, I, I don't think he ripped off Spider-Man 2, but think about it for a second, and it's very similar. It's a meme, you know, careful, he's a hero. That's what they did. Yeah. And he starts to wake up, and that's another part, what they led to. I was like, God damn it, that's brilliant too. Shit. He stands up and he starts taking it in and he knows he's bleeding and he gets his fingers and takes the blood and accentuates the smile. I was like, that was cool. How have they not done that already? Yeah. That was, that image is great. And he's just taking it in again. Doesn't give a fuck about going to jail. Mm-mm. He ends up back and we're going to call it Arkham Asylum because God damn it, that's what it is. Talking to another psychiatrist, whatever she is. And then he's just laughing to himself, and, and the director said that that's the only time in the movie that he's genuinely laughing. I think that's what he said, is that part, because he's thinking of a joke in his head. And we, we left off the, the fact that when the riot's going on, you see a guy, see the Waynes come out of a, seeing a... Oh, yeah, that's big. Uh, and I saw it. We're jumping like, into Batman mythos, like, now we're tying it in. Yeah, and he sees him walk by, and he sees an opportunity. This guy could be Joe Chill. We don't know, but he's got a clown mask on, which I think is very important mm-hmm. because he he says, hey, Thomas Wayne, he turns around and goes, you get what you fucking deserve. Proceeds to shoot Thomas, shoots Martha, rips the pearls. He did all this in front of Bruce wearing a clown mask mm-hmm. while the entire city's going to hell in a clown mask. So that's imprinting in his brain. Yes. All right, so but you then we go back to, uh, and then like uh, Kevin Smith came out and said that supposedly the original idea was to have Joaquin Phoenix shoot the uh, the Waynes, look at Bruce walk walk away, shrug his shoulders, and turn around and shoot Bruce too. Yeah, and people would have been mad, but I've been like, oh okay, my God, I've been, been like, insane. I would have sat there in the theater going, wow, yeah, can't believe they did that. Wow. I wish they would have. It would have just been so shocking and different. But I think too. Warner Brothers, it was like, look, we've already had some deaths we're going to take some shit for. Although, again, not near as bad as John Wick, but whatever. We can't kill the kid. <laughs> like, we can't have a world without I kinda, Batman. I kind of wish they would have done it, just because you would have never saw that coming. No. 
Um, and then but that the, was going to be at credits. Like, and it would have it would have made sense because he would have went, eh, fuck it. He shrugged his shoulders and just caps him. Well, that's what it was. It was going to show him talking in the hospital, and that's the joke he's thinking of. Yeah. He explains it, and then it shows the flashback to him. But they didn't go with that ending, so you just see a guy that could be the Joe Chill guy and uh, that murders the Waynes, and that's how we start on that road going off. Because he's supposedly met the kid, so he knows the kid exists. Yeah. Um, he knows his name. Yeah. Um, but the... Uh, you get to him, and, and he's laughing to himself, and, and she goes, what's so funny? He goes, you wouldn't get it. And he goes into his head, and he sees the Wayne's dad, and you see Bruce in the middle. Mm-hmm. And he's literally, like, you could take it a million different ways. The way I took it is, he goes, the final joke of the movie is he created Batman. <laughs> That's the way I took it as a Batman fan, is the final joke of the movie is that he literally created Batman. Yeah. Inadvertently. And then, like, uh, I forget, I think it was Stuckman was reviewing it and he says after he says you wouldn't get it like that that's where it should have ended yeah it should have ended right there but then you see him uh in the hallway with blood on his feet so he supposedly killed her mm-hmm. and then they're chasing him again which means and i guess that was the director's way of saying you're never going to keep him locked up mm-hmm. and i can get that too because he he's always going to get out but if you would have cut it right there where he goes you wouldn't get it that would have been made sense too because to me, and I thought it was very telling in the title of the movie, the title of the movie is Joker. Mm-hmm. It's not the Joker. It's Joker. So mm-hmm. to me, that end scene, that's, I'm going to say Joe Chill is who kills his parents. So Joaquin Phoenix is not technically the Joker. He called, call me Joker because Murray called him that on the show previously making fun of him. Not making fun of him, but this we saw about the clown killer say, you know, this Joker here or whatever. And it was call me that but he didn't he wasn't the joker he was just joker and i think that the clown movement the riots all the going to hell that spawned who we will end up seeing become no. the joker it's the only way it makes sense yeah because he would have been like i said he'd been in the 60s by the time bruce wayne first starts thinking no. of donning the cape and cowl like now he's thinking by that point you know he's thinking about becoming a vigilante but before he actually becomes the bat Joaquin being his mid-60s. Well, on 60s TV, if we go back to 66 Batman, Cesar Romero as Joker was in his 60s. How old was Adam Western? He was late 30s, wasn't he? I would say he's early 30s. Let's say say mid-30s. There's a good 30-year difference there. Yeah, but, I mean, you could. You could. You could, but more than likely not. Yeah, I think they're going to want to keep him around the same I think the Joker is more, in Gotham, I think the Joker is more of an idea. Do you think, because, again, we said earlier... They said there wasn't going to be a sequel, but now it looks like... You make that much money? We're going to get a sequel. I don't think they should make a sequel. Well, do you think the sequel has a little bit of Joaquin Phoenix in it, and then he gets killed by the Joker, and then that's where we go from there? That Joker is going to be in the DC movies going forward? I don't... I, I've Listen, anytime something has that much of a profit... It's the most profitable superhero movie or comic book movie of all time. Yeah. Like, it's, there's nobody that can compete with it. Like, profit wise, it made more money than Endgame. Mm-hmm. Now, Endgame clearly made more money, but what I'm saying Compared is. Compared to what they spent to make. What they spent yeah. to make it and advertising. It's the Blair Witch of Superhero <laughs> of DC. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Blair I mean, Witch made a bazillion dollars and it cost $60 today. <laughs> 50-something million dollar budget and you made over a billion dollars. Yeah. And you can thank the media for that. Yeah. Because if they wouldn't, that's one thing I wrote down. 
when you watch this movie and pay attention to it, the anti-gun people, mm-hmm. the far left people, the super super left people, they hate this movie, and they should love it. The reason why they should love it is you see a worst case scenario of somebody that gets forgotten by the system, yeah. somebody that has no access to the medication they need. They have no access to the help they need. And they're all about free, you know, free Medicare, free, free everything. They want everything free. We're not going to go down that road or anything. But when you watch the movie and pay attention to it, they should love this movie. Yeah, I'm surprised that they picked the gun violence, which there's not a ton of, but they picked it to go after Because I'm like, they're giving you your other big platform that you're like, is bringing attention to they, the real plight of mental illness and how it's treated in this country. They literally have a bullhorn on a rooftop yelling about this. <laughs> um, and they don't want to pay attention to that because guns are bad. We need, yeah, we need to be upset about something. Like, we're not going to fucking protest John Wick, which John Wick is... You well, talk, to be fair, he's only that way because he's saving, he's fighting for his puppy. Listen, and those movies are fucking brilliant. God, I'm not knocking them, but yeah. God damn, I love those movies. Had he not gone after somebody because they killed his puppy, they'd hate it too. But, I mean... I'd, I'd kill somebody. Kill but it's guy. it's the context. Yeah. It's gung fu. It's there's <laughs> there's well, that's what they call it. Yeah. Um, but there's a cool factor to it that that you, you're desensitized to it. The Joker. I think they jumped the gun, and a lot of the people that were bitching about it hadn't even watched the movie. No. But when they do kill somebody, it's very realistic. It's it's uncomfortably yeah. realistic. But you can't. He kills five people in the movie. That's it. There's not a huge body count. Like, he doesn't kill the Waynes. Like, some other guy does that. So, what, technically, how many people died in the movie? Eight? The guy on the subway? The Waynes? Uh, Murray? Penny? And the three guys on the subway? Yeah. And then you're assuming others probably in all the fights and riots. But on camera. On camera, yeah, that's it. Eight people. Yeah. And all hell breaks loose. And guess what? You just made the movie make more money. Make an absurd amount of money because, like I said, to love the movie is great, but it's not like Infinity War, Endgame, or Dark Knight that I'm going to rewatch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can watch it twice. I'm good. Yeah. Um, because like, and I'll tell you another reason why this movie is good is that it's like Winter Soldier. It's a great movie that just happens to have a comic book character in it. Yes. It, it could great way to describe. It could just be a normal movie. It, it's a mental health movie. Yeah, it's that's it, what it is. Yeah, it's mental health with Gotham. That just so Alice. happens to have a guy that calls it says "Call Me Joker." Yeah, just so happens to take place in Gotham. It just so happens it sprinkles enough of the mythology in there so that you could say it's a Batman universe movie. Mm-hmm. But it's a, just a good movie. It's a throwback movie too because like people bitching about it. Go watch Taxi Driver. Go back and rewatch Taxi Driver. Tell me Taxi Driver gets made today. Yeah. 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 I mean, people are acting like it's the end of the goddamn world that this movie got made. Warner Brothers didn't want this fucker to get made because that's why they set the budget so goddamn low. And they made it anyway. They got it done. And Warner Brothers is fucking pleased as punch. Can you please make another one? They're they're like with a grin on their face, pleased as punch, like they did something. (laughs) And and it's like, oh shit, yeah, 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 go make another one. It's 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 absurd. Like it's absurd that like that people bitched about this movie. If you watch the movie, it's not as bad. It's not. Listen, don't take your kids to see it. No. But you're probably the same people who want to take your kids to Deadpool and get mad about it. Yeah. And then want a PG thirteen Deadpool, which you got, which was 
Uh, God damn it, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but, I don't know, it is what it is. The media pretty much made this movie print money. You're probably going to get a sequel. There shouldn't be a sequel. But it was fat. I, I, I thought it was... Yeah, if you can't tell, we hated it. Yeah, yeah. It was awful. Well, I think it's better the second time you see it. Yeah. Well, because the first time you're going in like, what's all the hype about? What's this? And you see it and you're like, oh. And like I said, I've got to rewatch it again because I made it about halfway through before I just conked out because I, I don't know what's going on in my sleep schedule. But uh, I noticed, which you had told me some stuff to look for, but even I was picking up on stuff. I mean, that's a good movie. That's the kind that you want to go see. A couple times to check. Oh yeah, look for this. Look for that. Oh, here's this. I didn't see that the first time. Oh yeah, that makes more sense because you always learn stuff about it. You'll learn stuff from people in interviews with the director, with actors, with you know other fans. That hey, I saw this. Did you see this? No. And it's one of those you can get a whole lot out of. But at the end of the day, it's just a good movie, and it's such a serious issue. I mean, it's a legit serious issue because our country does struggle with what to do with mental health and how it's treated and how it's funded and all this. So it's amazing that it, it doesn't get more praise. And maybe it's because it's got comic book tie-ins to it. And if it didn't have any, people would be herald, heralding it. I can't say that word well. Heralding it. There we go. As this genius movie and everything else. But Hollywood, even as good as Avengers has been, you don't see it win an Oscar for best movie. Because they still can't pull the trigger on, this movie's better than the rest. I think it should. Um, and the fact is Todd Phillips, right? Yeah. And everybody, and now the backlash is Todd Phillips gets nominated for uh, Best Director, but whoever directed Little Women and these all these female directors got... So whatever, they put the crosshairs on him saying he shouldn't be... Now, I'm talking about nobody else. talking about him yeah. because this is the movie that their side says, oh, this is bad. The same people say Orange Man bad. Like, they don't need... They don't need to see it. They just need to be told what to think. And that's where they're going to go. And the fact that... Listen, I'm not saying that he should win Best Director, but God damn it, he should be in the running for it. Yeah, oh yeah, he's definitely... The Joker should be in the running for Best Picture. And Joaquin Phoenix deserves the goddamn Oscar. That's going to be the only thing that they win. is like they've won sound, but he'll continue to win Best Actor because nobody else had a performance, solo performance like he did. Now, movie-wise... It is up against, and I'm not knocking, I still like Joker, but it's up against the one that won for Golden Globes was like 1812. It's a very serious war movie about a real historical thing that's a cool story. And I haven't seen it, so I can't it looks given... great, and I, I, I haven't watched it. I think it, from everything I've seen, it is a really good movie. 1917? And it's hard to, is that what it is? Yeah, I think I said 18, but yeah, 1917. There you go, that's it. Who knows? It's history, man. It's Yeah, it's World War One stuff. And it's it looks good, and it's going to be hard to, it to it will win. A historical, factual, looks great movie about American history over what Hollywood is still going to call a comic book movie. Yeah, and and eventually, eventually, you're going to get that comic book movie that does get over the hump. Um, this gets it closer. Avengers: Endgame got it closer. This helps get it closer. Well, eventually, we'll get there. But right now, it's still they the can't thing. Do it. As far as a movie goes, Infinity War is a better movie. Endgame has better moments. Yeah. So Endgame was never going to happen. Now, I said they should have gave, this is completely off surgery, but I said they should have gave Endgame its own fucking Oscar for pulling that goddamn thing off. (laughs) Because, I mean, you watch that movie, and my mom has no 
interest in this stuff at all. Like when it comes to the whole Avengers, when it comes to the the 10-year Marvel run that they've had, that looks like it's about to take a big slide down. Um, you, it, it was a good run, Marvel. <laughs> it was a good run. Decade on top. Because yeah. if, if DC and Warner Brothers plays their cards right, this is your opportunity to overtake Marvel. And people laugh at it, but when you see what Marvel has on the, on the schedule, this is your chance. Don't fuck up. This is your chance. But um, when I showed parts of Endgame to my mom... I was like, the fact that the final battle scene, they pulled that off somehow. Yeah. Look who all's in it. Look how many characters, and it makes sense. They pulled it. So I'm just saying, it should never get best picture, but they should have got their own like award for cinema history for pulling that shit off. Um, Joker probably, like, listen. It's up for 11, which is more is than this a record? Movie. Yeah. Is, a, is it a record? Uh, it probably is for uh, for this ter- year. Terming it comic book movie. It's, well, it's, no, it's by far. In general. Yeah. By far. Um, and, and I think people were mad, you know. And there's not really anybody else from that movie you can put in as even in like a supporting role. Like his mom was in it a good bit. But no, it wasn't no. that. It's, it's she his was in movie. It more than a bunch. It's but his movie. Yeah, there's nobody that's really in it as a key figure it a lot. It's It's a Joaquin Phoenix. It's a character movie. piece. Yeah. It's focused on one character. That's it. Uh, but he'll win, and he deserves it. Yeah. Like, it's like, like I think we said this in here is that, and we might have said it before we started recording. He he left a piece of himself in that movie. Yeah. He's going to be different from now on. Like he's not going to be the same guy. And he was he was strange to begin with. Oh yeah. But yeah, you know, even at award shows, he it was so funny at the was it the I guess because I. Golden Globes. That's the one I actually saw live when it happened where he won and gave his acceptance speech. And he, he thanked the, whatever, not Academy, it's not the Oscars, but, you know, the group over the, whatever, Golden Globes, Hollywood Foreign Press, I think, and commended them for this being, this was the first time that the event has ever been, like, all vegan, like they had no meat on the menu. And he thanked them for And it was so weird to see somebody go in and thinking about you're helping with climate change and all this. And everybody's clapping. And then all of a sudden, he turns it and he says, but we got to do more than just say it's bad. We have all this money and we don't have to take private planes everywhere. Everybody that came here, you don't have to do that. And he starts ripping on actors and doing all the stuff that they're gripping about. And all of a sudden, that music starts up to play mm-hmm. off. You're like, oh, Listen, they're, they're all full of shit. And I'm going to get Popeyes when I leave here. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. That's oh, not even a joke. I literally am going to get Popeyes when I leave here. Because chicken's delicious and they know their place. But, yeah, I mean, th- that whole deal, like, he made a good point and then he turned around and got arrested at a climate change yeah. convention. And I'm like, just, no, you're, l- l- listen. Which, was that disappointing? When you're like, the Joker got arrested that and then you click me. on it you're like, oh. That, that irritated me. arrested with well, Jane Fonda first. <laughs> Jane Fonda should have been put in jail a long time ago for treason. Um, Isn't that right, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> He he asked me not to bring him up on this podcast. <laughs> We're not going to say last names, but no, yeah. no, no. But I said I was going to dedicate a whole podcast and just shit on him every week, and he said, "Please don't do that." G unit co-host Mark May. Okay, I ain't gonna say okay, that. inside. Sorry, uh, sorry this is getting really, really inside. But yeah, I mean, you can, like I said. 
don't want to take away from talking about the movie to go down that road, but yeah. actors need to actors and actresses need to know their place. You're there to entertain everybody else. You are paid, cons- you are compensated absurdly well to do your job to play make believe. Quit telling people what they should think, what they should do. What, what, you just have all this guilt because you know how good you have it, and then you want to tell normal people. How to do so? The thing is, it, be Joker, but don't tell me about climate change. Don't tell me about being vegan because that's just going to make me want to go to Jefferson's and Buffalo Wild Wings even more. Yeah, like I said, go on Popeyes. As soon as I leave here, chicken sandwiches top notch. Yo, By the way, unpopular opinion: it's better than Chick Fil A. Yeah, it's, listen, it's 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 a foregone conclusion. Chick Fil A, you had your time, but I've never seen anybody get punched in the mouth for a Chick Fil A sandwich. No, the reason why you get punched in the mouth for Popeyes is because it's that goddamn good, and, and they're open on Sundays. Yeah, you can get it on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, they, listen, they know how the thing works. Like, if Jesus Christ was here, he'd eat a Popeye sandwich. Okay, thank you for joining. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> I know. I've said. I've oh, said, hey, Chick Fil A sandwiches. I'm not shitting on. They're them. fine. They're, they're good too. They're I good. Just prefer Popeyes. It is better. They're they're great, but man, Popeyes. Popeyes got that on. They, they've got that locked down. I, I don't think there's a competition. No. And if there is, then you're you're brainwashed and you're stuck in your old ways. Jack's chicken sandwiches. You know what? I'm sorry. Chicken sandwiches, people. Go buy chicken sandwiches. Eat them wherever you want. Uh, if you're a vegan, fine. Well, that's fine. Eat your tofu patty. Eat whatever it. I'm you sure eat. it's wonderful. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm pretty it. sure it's not. And we're gonna. And we're gonna. I'm trying not to alienate my possible one vegan listener. I need all the in the dozens and dozens of listeners to, to keep listening. So that was our joker. If you've stuck around for over two and a half hours, this is amazing. Uh, thanks. And I'm assuming you've seen the movie. If you haven't, you stuck around. Holy shit. So sorry uh, that we that got political for a minute, but that is something that happened in the wake of the movie. Yeah, it did. That movie did cause some political things. So. That was our, our wrap-up. We're going to go ahead and end this one. We'll put a pin in this one uh, next time me and Wes talk to you guys. I don't know what it'll be about. We'll, we'll come up with some ideas. I'll still try to do some occasionally. I know what myself. it could be. What's up? What it, you got? Um, it, well, uh, what I was going to say was what this leads to, because we've been doing the, the chronological order of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shit. Are we going Batman? So I'm saying the next thing is Birds of Prey. Uh-huh. And that's a can of worms and on, on its own, and then you have filming has started on the Batman. Yep, the Just Robert Pattinson, Colin Farrell. Um, who is it playing Riddler? I, I don't know his name. Know from there do. will there will be blood. Yeah. Um, uh, Zoe uh, Kravitz playing uh, Selena Kyle. She's already got her hair cut. I mean, everything I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm marking the check boxes. All that. Andy Serkis is Alfred. Al- check box. The black guy is Commissioner Gordon, which looks like a great Commissioner and it Gordon. Makes, and I don't mean to be dismissive. I can't think of the dude's name. If you saw I couldn't him on, think of Riddler's name either, so don't hate it, me for that. It, well, I'm saying if you saw that, that guy playing Commissioner Gordon, if you saw him on Westworld, you're like, okay, yeah. It sucks. That's another thing. We're going on and on. But it sucks that the guy that played Commissioner Gordon in Justice League... Mm-hmm. Didn't get to be a true Commissioner Gordon. I liked him. J.K. Simmons was he would, Commissioner Gordon. But taking this guy to be Commissioner... If you saw Westworld, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, this it. guy, I mean, he looks... And I didn't. But when I saw him, I'm like, I buy that. Just looking at him, I'm like, I buy that. I buy him as Commissioner yeah. Gordon. 
everything, and it's going to be a young Bruce Wayne yeah. in his 20s, mm-hmm. and it's going to be supposedly a detective story. Which, if you're a Batman fan, if 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 that does not make you happy, then get the fuck out of the room. You're not a Batman fan. He's the world's greatest detective. Sherlock can suck a dick. It's he, he he's and I love listen. I love Ben to come back. <laughs> I love Ben to come back. Is, is Sherlock? He's fine, but the world's greatest uh, detective is fucking Batman. He got to start in uh, what was it called, Wes? Detective Comics. Yes, Detective Comics is where the fucker came from. He is the he, listen. That is his main strength. Is his mind. That's what sets him apart. That's why Amanda Waller classifies him as a metahuman without having any power. Wrap your head around that. You live in a world with a Kryptonian god and a god that dresses up as a bat is considered a metahuman because he's that much smarter than everybody else. <laughs> um, but a detective, almost noir story is how they're describing it. It's checking all the boxes. The director, yeah. is he directed the last two Planet of the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, he takes he, those movies, he took a silly idea and made it Good. believable, yeah. entertaining, and then made you care for a character that didn't exist. Like you cared about Caesar. Caesar! Yes. So everything, che- and this could be a freaking dumpster fire for all we know, but it's checking everybody. But Robert Pattinson is taking so much fucking hate. I think, I don't think it's a bad idea. No, I'm I'm for it. So, but so that could be that could be one Batman. And again, we'll, we may, Wes hasn't watched as much recent wrestling as I have. Uh, but Wes is an old school fan from back in the day, too, so there may be some wrestling stuff thrown in. I'll try to do some more stuff with Wes. I'll try to do something on my own from time to time. I'm thinking about doing another Q&A episode. That was one of my first ones. You guys really dug that and asked a lot of interesting questions. So, and if you have any questions about my shit, just send it to John. Send it to me, and I'll say, God damn it, Wes. <laughs> So-and-so wants to know. So we'll do that, and uh, we'll catch you uh, down the road. Wes, I'll see you later, buddy. Oh, it's fun. I hope I didn't piss nobody off. Sorry. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) And that will do it. We're going to wrap it up. The first episode of the year is in the books of the pod with no name. I am your host with the most, your buddy, your pal, the Death Valley demon himself, Josh White. Thanking you for tuning in today. Hope you tune in again in the future. If you are a subscriber that has been around for a while and you didn't unsubscribe due to lack of content the last couple months, thank you for sticking around. If you're new, welcome. Uh, be sure to go back and check out past episodes. They're all over the place about all sorts of different things. Leave me feedback. I love it to hear, uh, when I get to hear from you guys. So if it's on Twitter, find me at Rooftop Hero. Or if you get on Instagram, you can find me there at Rooftop underscore Hero. Let me know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you want more of, less of, all that. You guys know drill. You've always been awesome. Special shout out to my listeners that were in South Africa. Hopefully you're still listening too. Pretty damn cool this thing can travel. So uh, I guess until next time, I will catch your ass down the road. Peace.